welcome to Over a Couple of Drinks. As always, I am your host, Bill Henning. Uh, tonight on the show, we have a lot of fun things, but first, let's get into introductions. Uh, back with us from a long hiatus. Now, I'm not saying he and Gaston are the same person. I'm just saying I've never seen him and Gaston in the same room together, and he does have an amazing chin, and, uh, well, his body is covered in hair. Welcome to the show, Mr. Chris Birch. I do have a pretty nice chin, thank you. And uh, our special guest tonight, uh, I'm not going to lie, I'm a little disappointed that on my son's first birthday, he didn't barge down my door in full costume demanding to put a curse on him. But, you know, I'll get over it. Welcome to the show, Mr. Eric Roman. Just wait. Oh, good. It's it's in the works. Don't worry. Okay, good, good. Uh, LB is uh, MIA tonight. We think he's caught in a triple accident. I don't know what. Oh, man. well. So, uh, up first, so we got some suspense coming. Maybe he'll pop in. May, maybe right. he'll pop in. We don't know. This is the joys of starting a show. Yay. Uh, what are you guys drinking tonight? Mr. Birch, what are you drinking? Uh, I'm going full college student. I've got rum and coke in a red solo cup. Well, that's just classy. Mr. Roman, mm-hmm. what are you drinking? Uh, well, I could lie to you and tell you I'm drinking 151, but, um, it's herbal tea out of, out of, in fact, a maleficent mug. So, oh, yeah, I'm I'm feeling a little classy tonight. I got red wine. I don't know what's the name of it, but it's red wine. And, All right, and that screws me up hard. That means you're <laughs> totally you're not a wine snob. So that's something. No, I'm not. I don't. I'm trying to get my inner Tyrion on. Let's face it. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, Mr. Birch, why don't you give us what's on tap tonight? Let's do it. Okay, so we're gonna start with news you can use. We'll have a bunch of stuff to talk there. Um, there's going to be a little discussion about uh, some generally retcons and also Alien 5, the new one that's just announced. Uh, the fan trailer for Power Rangers, if you didn't see it, you missed out. Um, Disney stuff. Lots of Disney stuff. And possibly at the end here, we're uh, going to maybe a little Star Trek game in honor of uh, Leonard Nimoy. And he uh, rest in peace. May he yep. rest in absolute peace. Live long and prosper. Yep. Um, but just because he died does not mean he's not going to get his due here. <laughs> to be fair, he didn't ruin that movie himself, so <laughs> it's true. I'm not we'll get Just there. Is, yeah, we'll get, we'll get there. there. We'll get there. And whatever else will pop up along the way. We you know us. We we stick to these uh <laughs> If you've been following us, you you know how this works. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is a train wreck already. <laughs> let's start off with news you can use. Uh Bert, you want to pick a category? Uh let's do it. Um well, we've already kind of talked about it now, so we may as well keep uh, going with Nimoy. Uh, um, okay, so um, what was the ex- uh Nimoy passed away. I don't know the exact date. Uh, it was last like week. Wednesday, I think. Yeah, he suffered from... He had COPD. A, yeah, he announced that a year prior, mm-hmm. correct? And then he yeah. was rushed to the hospital because of chest pains, and I'm not going to lie, as soon as I heard that news, I knew it wasn't going to be good. Yeah. I, actually, I, didn't, I didn't even hear about the, the rushing to the hospital until after he was already dead. Yeah. Yeah, it was a week ago yesterday he passed away, oh, 27th. That's terrible. Yeah, yep. Clearly we lost a very key, important to a lot of people's fandoms. Everyone uh, remembers him as Spock, but he was my first Gandalf. Uh, if LB was here, he would say he was Galvatron. So. Uh, he was Master Xehanort in Kingdom Hearts. Everyone knows that. Nobody likes your oh. stupid games. All right, fine. <laughs> I'll just go over here and play it myself. I'll... <laughs> I'll just go over here and buy about six different systems so I can play the whole series. 
Uh, so I don't know what we're gonna say here, other than I mean, missed. really, it's just kind of yeah. We all know he's gone, and it's uh, this is a real blow. Um, this one really hit me, but it, uh, I don't remember who tweeted this picture, but it was just with the tagline. This makes me very sad, and it was from the original series, and it was Kirk, McCoy, Spock, and Scotty sitting around a table laughing, mm-hmm. and the next picture was just Kirk alone being sad. Oh, oh Jesus! And I was like, oh, that one hurts. That one oh. hurts right there. Yeah. Ouch! Yeah, world. The world's gonna miss him. So. Yeah. Uh, but we should we wanna... get the other bad news out of the way. <laughs> uh, oh oh yeah. yeah. Oh okay. This one's not as bad from what I'm reading. If I feel, like, I hear he's getting better. But he's getting better. But Harrison Ford crashed his airplane. First of all, can we just talk about how like if he were to go out, that's how Harrison Ford would go out. He's yes. crashing his own airplane accidentally. And what they were yep. saying is that by crashing in that field or wherever it was, he, like, saved lives. Because if he'd crashed into the, like, the suburb area, like, a lot of people could have been killed. So. I just, well, I, <laughs> yeah. I was afraid we were going to lose, you know, someone from each side of the fence there, you know. Oh, Lord, I freaked out. I was like, we can't lose Spock and Harrison Ford within a week of each other. We can't. <clears throat> like, and we thought 2014 was bad. <laughs> <laughs> 2015's like, fuck you. <laughs> uh, but. Yeah, from what I read, he's he's doing fine. His family said he has some gashes, but he'll recover. I don't know if that's them just making it out to be less bad than it is, or if he's actually just gonna make a full recovery. Of course, but, uh, one of my my more cynical friends turned to me and goes, it "Was was the Force Unleashed? I mean, not Force Unleashed. The Force Awakens that bad? That that bad? <laughs> so like in the next one, assuming he doesn't die in the movie, oh. he'll like show up with like scars or something. Dude, state. Dude didn't you know, want to be in return. He doesn't want to be here. He no, he, he told Lucas to kill him off, and Lucas was like, I'm not killing you off. <laughs> so now he's it. like, if, if you won't, I will. <laughs> so, interesting uh, side note on that is I just opened his IMDb page, and they've got him... Uh, I heard about the possible Blade Runner sequel. Uh, yeah. 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 And then it says, Indiana Jones 5 announced... Okay, yeah, I I, heard, I keep hearing that he's not going to be in it, though. It's rumored that he is. Listen, unless he... Uh, allegedly. Unless he's old and with a beard and in the middle of, like, North America, Winterland, with, in a cabin, he's beating up some ex-Nazis. I don't want anything to see about it. For those people following along, that's from The Young Adventures of Indiana Jones. <laughs> and also, everybody knows he didn't have a son, he had a daughter. He picks mm-hmm. him up at the museum every day. Or unless he suddenly develops a Scottish accent. Yep. yep. Junior. Junior. And he's and you know beating, what? They... And he's beating Marriott Ravenwood to a pulp because she's a dumb bitch. <laughs> um, they were saying, have you guys heard the rumors that Chris Pratt might be playing the new Indiana Jones? Oh, see, I could get behind that. Again, I, I think I said this on like our first episode, Birch, that uh, Indiana Jones should have went the way of James Bond. And just have him keep fighting Nazis for years and years and years. Because about ten years ago, we could have had Nathan Fillion as Indiana Jones. Ooh. Yep. See, that would have been good. It would have been good. I'm okay with Chris Pratt. Hey, so long as it's not Shia LaBeouf, we're okay. Yeah, as long as and it's that's not Shia the, Really, that's the big bullet that we're dodging by doing this. Especially, yes. I mean, hell, I love Chris Pratt. And if they had, like, it, like Harrison as, like, a, a mentor kind of thing. See, fuck. there you go. Yeah, I mean, then, it'd be great if Harrison Ford was telling some kids the stories about his times as fighting Nazis, and it was Chris Pratt. I mean, what? No problem. Done deal. Yeah. Boom. Move along. Yep. Sells a billion tickets. No CG monkeys, please. No, no CG monkeys. No crystal skulls. Nope. Nope. No fucking aliens. No, <laughs> no fucking aliens. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, See, that movie was great until the last 10 minutes. I was like oh, a little ass. kid. It's... I was like a little kid the day that movie came out. I was at work, and I was going to see it after work, and all day long I was like, Indiana Jones, Indiana Jones, Indiana Jones! Because, you know, I grew up watching Raiders and Temple and Last Crusade, and yep. Indiana Jones is my hero. And I was so excited, and I walked out of that movie theater. It's it's like that episode of South, South Park. Where they they raped Indiana Jones. You saw it in front of you, didn't it? Yep. I was. I, I, was I remember in, when when uh, you go ahead. No, I, I was in Indianapolis, so I was in Indiana watching yeah. Indiana, and yeah. and I was like, okay, uh huh, uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. And uh-huh. then I got to the CG monkeys, and I went, yep, this isn't good. This nope. isn't good at all. Nope. Uh, I remember I I was that shameless asshole who dressed up. Oh, there you go. In an Indiana Jones costume, and I went to the premiere. And like halfway to the movie, I just kind of like took the hat off in shame. Yeah, <laughs> uh, kind of sat there dejectedly. Uh, now you you brought it up, Eric. Uh, yeah, you brought up Blade Runner too. I have to ask you the age-old question, which <sighs> is Deckard a replicant? Oh God, it's like the chicken or the egg. I, you know, what camp do you fall in? Do you fall under the right one or are you the dead to me one? <laughs> I think he is a replicant. I don't think he is because it doesn't make a better story. Okay, I don't think it makes a better story, but I think... Well, the the other thing is the director's cut puts a scene from Legend in there which starts the whole con- thing about him being a replicant, which is dumb. Right, uh, right, 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 right. So there you go. It, to me, to me, the story is better when he's not a replicant, that he just doesn't have the taste for killing humanoid clones anymore because they're not mm-hmm. androids. You right. know that. In the book, right. they're androids. In, in the right. movie, they're not. But yeah. it just it it's a better story going, I can't pull the trigger anymore. But I need you back. Alright, I'll do it for you and he falls in love with one. It's just a better story. It's just that's that's well, my problem with it. My question is is what the hell are they gonna do for a sequel? I don't know. Did you I mean did you ever see the sister movie? Most people don't know about this. No, what's the sister movie? Do you remember the movie Soldier with Kurt Russell? No shit. Yeah, if you watch it. Uh, he is fighting the major wars, mm-hmm. and they are replaced by replicants. Oh, interesting. And plus, Kurt Russell. Well, there you go. Kurt Russell can do no wrong. And I mean, I'm going to have to rent that and watch it. Mm-hmm. It's, All right, it's, it's, it's on the un- list. It's an unofficial sister film. So okay. I, yeah, I'm with you. I don't know what a sequel to Blade Runner would be. It ties up. Well, not to mention, I mean, Harrison Ford, let's face it, he's old. old as dirt. Sean Young is crazy as a... She's fucking nuts. She's a monster. She's fucking nuts. Yeah. Uh, and I think everybody else is dead. Well, no, Rutger Hauer is still around, but he doesn't look like that anymore. <laughs> and how, why would they bring Roy back? I know. I mean, just... It's, it's a twist. It's a twist. Roy isn't dead. <laughs> It's not dead. Well, Spoilers, and Royce dies at the end. Daryl Hannah, Pr- Pris, I can't remember. Did they kill Pris? Oh, yeah, she dies hard. Okay, that's right. Yeah, it's been a minute since I've seen it, but, I mean, all of these people are old. Joanna Cassidy's old. Edward James almost is old. Yeah, he doesn't I mean, even a... look like that anymore. <laughs> no, no. So, I mean, what are they going to do? I don't know. I, I think this is a terrible idea. Well, yeah. So, that goes along with our bad news. <laughs> There you go. Bad news. Uh, Eric, what one do you want to use from news? From news you can use. We have two left. Ooh, let's talk about the DuckTales reboot. Okay, so we're getting a DuckTales reboot. That's all I know. Yes. Yeah, that's and really that's all anyone knows. And that's all we need. <laughs> yeah, basically that's all we need. 
Well, I know the guy who still who played um, um, Scrooge Ellen. is still around and kicking because they used him for the reboot of DuckTales the game. Ellen Young. Yeah, that, that, I'd be surprised if they didn't ask him to come back. That would be kind of... Yeah. Well, I, I, my question is, are we going to get uh, fan peddling for us? Or are we going to get a new show like what they did with Girl Meets World? Because that's not geared towards us. You know? And that's kind of good. Yeah. Um, but I, honestly, as long as they make it as good as the original, I think everybody will love it. Yeah. So long as they stick to the original formula. Yeah. Should be good. Or and, and so long as they don't make it look like Japanime or try the American uh, knockoff of Japanime. Yeah. It or needs, CGI. It needs to be original uh, Disney goodness. Yeah, hand-drawn, thank H- you. Hand-drawn in the day- days of we'll, Tailspin and Gummy Bears. We'll, get, we'll be yep. talking about that kind of thing a lot tonight. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah! Hmm, imagine hmm. that. Who, who but yeah, I looked at... <clears throat> the reason I found out they were rebooting DuckTales is I was watching The Time Machine the other night. The original. Wait, the, okay, the original original? Not the the original, original original. Not with Guy Pearce uh, and Jeremy Irons? No, 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 no. Uh, shit, when did that come out? Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Come on, where are you? Time Machine, 1960. Okay. I was going to say 50-something. Yeah, not too far off with uh, Rod Tyler and Yvette Mimu. But yeah, Alan Young is in that. And I was like, oh, I wonder if he's still alive. Yeah, he's like 90-something. And then I saw a little news article, uh, Disney rebooting DuckTales. That's awesome. I'm, but I'm, they don't have him listed as doing Scrooge McDuck. Blasphemy. I know. Uh, yeah. Well, speaking of which, why wasn't DuckTales a playable world in the Kingdom Hearts games? Questions. Answers. Disney. Um, why wasn't Gargoyles a playable character thing inside of Kingdom Hearts? <laughs> like, fuck, man. Didn't it, it took them two games to get Tron into it. I mean, what's wrong with these people? Well, yeah, maybe when they make did, a third they one. Tr- they they are making a third one. It's just gonna come out when we're all like fifty. Yeah. But, oh, uh, okay. Oh, uh, what about the third Kingdom Hearts game? Because I thought we were talking about Tron Three. Mm. Oh. Uh, oh. Bad yeah. joke. Hooray. Oh, listen, I listen, it. listen. Tron Three. I'm just going to throw it out there. If you do not give Daft Punk 100 percent control over the soundtrack again, I walk. <laughs> okay. <No>. That soundtrack <laughs> masterpiece. <laughs> masterpiece. Uh, you also told me, uh, Eric, that uh, Invader Zim is getting a comic book? I did. Yes. It, I did. Now, here's the funny part is I never really watched it when it was on the first time. Yeah. But, you know, it's become that, that cult classic thing. Where you just you kind of pull it up and you just go, this was on TV? And if you're friends with anybody who's a nerd, they have something in their repertoire related to Invader Zim. I don't, but I do need it. Well, there you go. Uh, let me see, let me see. February 2015, Oni Press announced a comic book series based on the show in collaboration with Johan Vasquez and Nickelodeon. So, I guess it's going to be released uh, July 1st That's of this year. Yes. I, I wonder how it's going to transfer into that, because it was this... I, I, I mean, Birch, did you ever see Invader Zim? I think I watched like two episodes, and then I saw Knowing Girls with backpacks on it. So. Ah. <laughs> it, it it was this. I, when did it come out? Like ten years ago now? Oh my god! Um, uh, <laughs> I think I was like in first episode high. was March thirtieth, two thousand one. 
Oh, yep. Oh, no, wow. I was in elementary school. Holy shit. Oh, uh, my God. Yeah. yeah. Don't, don't I was in my second it. year of college. Let's <laughs> don't talk about that. Yeah, let's not talk about that at all. Which is probably why I missed it, because I didn't have television yeah, um, in the dorm, and I was never home, because I was a music major back then. Oh. Dumb. It was this weird... It was basically Ren and Stimpy for its time. It was. You know, it's about this underachieving alien who nobody likes... And basically, to get get them out of his hair, their hair, they send him to Earth to try to invade it. But the best part about that show is Gur. I mean, Gurr, let's yeah. not lie. The Doom his, song was my ringtone for a while. Doom, 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 doom. His little half-wit robot friend disguised as a dog the entire time. It. I'm, I'm interested to see how this comic works out because it, again, it's it was something so strange for a TV show that mm-hmm. I don't know how it will translate onto page. Mm-hmm. But, It'll be interesting. But why the hell not? Why not? Why not? I'll drink to that. I'll drink to that. I'm going to drink. Let's bring back Rocco's Modern Life while we're at it. Uh, Mrs. Bighead? I'd buy, <laughs> I'd buy that for a dollar. Oh, totally buy that for a dollar. Me too. Thank you. I would. Uh, while we're at it, can we get a little Beetlejuice back? Because I heard uh, Beetlejuice oh, that's is happening. forward. Michael is it Keaton actually is happening? Yeah, Michael Keaton's confirmed. Sweet. Listen, I love that man. I love that man yep. so much, and it breaks my heart he didn't win the Oscar. Yeah, yeah. I I didn't see Theory of Everything, so I can't say how Eddie Redmayne did. But yeah, well, I I was kind of hoping that he would be up for a Razzie too for Jupiter Ascending, so we could <laughs> so we could have that wonderful thing that he wins Best Actor and Worst Actor in the same year. But you know, <laughs> sometimes you just don't get what you want. I go back and forth on that guy sometimes. Like, what did I watch the other day? Uh, Black Death with uh, Sean Bean. That That is my favorite Sean Bean death, just so you know. Black Death? Yes. <laughs> I, I don't remember his exact line, but, like, he's basically in this this, yeah. this Wiccan village. By the way, I'm going to spoil this for you. Guess yep. what? Sean Bean's in a movie. He's going to die. And, he, yep. and he, he's tied up to, what, two, four horses or something like that? And they're gonna, oh, yeah, they draw and quarter him. Yeah, they're going to yep. rip him apart, and he tells him, wait. And he asks the main character to rip his shirt open, and you realize he has the plague. And yep. he goes, I am death, and he whips the horses himself. Yep. It yep. was what? great. <laughs> but like, The it, rest of that movie, I don't know. I was kind of on the fence about it, but, yeah. That part but, like, right there. That part, it that it right there. Great, ten out of ten, best movie ever. Ten out of ten, best movie ever. All the Oscars. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I don't know. Eddie Redmayne's just kind of been like that supporting character in all these movies that I've seen for the last five or six years, and then all of a sudden he's an Oscar winner over Michael Keaton. Now, granted, I didn't huge. see Birdman. Oh, you need to see it. Uh, from, but from I've heard phenomenal things about it. So, From from an acting standpoint and a technical standpoint, you've got to watch it, because you know the, what the gimmick is about it? Mm. It's supposed to look like one continuous shot. Oh, nifty. And it's a damn good job of it, too. Yeah, and, and the thing is, I'm watching it. As I was watching it, I started to deconstruct it to put it onto a stage and mm. how that would work. Because it's centered around doing a play, and mm-hmm. and it followed. It's so oh wow, it was great. Yeah, I was rooting for Grand Budapest the whole time. So that was my close second because I also loved that movie. Uh, I love that movie so hard, but that's a different that's a different night. <laughs> can, can we also talk real quick? Because why not? Because we have the time. Uh, talk about how uh, 
Ray Fiennes didn't get an Oscar for that? Yeah, what was or, that or all even about? Even a nod? He didn't get, oh, yeah. get nominated for it. Yeah. He didn't even yeah. get nominated for it. That's that's the problem right there. Yeah. He was fantastic. He was that having fun in that. That entire movie was great, and he, you know, Ray Fiennes, whatever, but this was the first time that I watched him in a movie where I was like, you know what? This guy's really damn good. I, my, my favorite part, and it was in a trailer, too, was just the part where he goes, <laughs> he goes, oh, my God, you think she was murdered? Oh, my God, you think it was me? And he just runs, runs away. away. <laughs> uh, those were the two Oscar movies I saw, and I was happy I did. I yep. couldn't. Oh, you still need to watch Whiplash. I do need to watch Whiplash. I will never get through Boyhood ever because mm. ugh. Mm. All right, it was so, a it was a struggle. It was yeah. the struggle was real. So let's <laughs> let's get our last news you can use. Uh, Marvel this week Ultron. dropped us Ultron trailer. They call it three, but I don't remember what two was. I don't fucking remember. I don't know. <laughs> we got we got Ultron three. So what'd you guys think? I I'm ready for it. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I do have to say this right now. One day on this podcast, we won't talk about comic news. But that day is not today. That day is not this day. <laughs> that day is not um, today. I real there were some badass shots in this thing, man. Like with when at the very end when first of all, I love how kind of isolated Tony Stark has got to feel at this point because he did this. He screws like, it hard. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, which will obviously lead into civil war if they're smart writers, which they are. Yeah. Um and uh, I the shot at the end of like Thor is like that's the best you could do, and Ultron just kind of raises his hand, and a million Ultrons show up. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna enjoy this movie. Yeah, yeah. I, oh yeah. Um, I do find it interesting that they showed us a little more that uh, Bruce Banner and uh, Black Widow will have a relationship. Mm-hmm. It was there was a lot of a lot of tension in the earlier trailers that everyone seemed to pick up on. So I guess that wasn't a too big of a shot. Um. The one thing I don't really like is the interviews talking about how this is going to be the end of these Avengers, and then you get this line of "No way, we're all going to make it out of it, out of this tonight." And <laughs> well, they've already like confirmed that uh, that uh, fuck Jeremy Renner is going to be in like Civil War. So oh, good, he needs to be there. Yeah, I mean, he was one of the things I missed out of Cap Two. He should have been there for that. Yeah, yeah. but apparently, we'll find out what he was doing. He said that in an interview that we'll find out what he where he was during the fall of Shield during this. So now, that's exciting. Now, apropos of nothing, do you think Hawkeye should have had his own movie? No. Okay. Uh, no, not either. Okay. I'm also one of those people who don't think that you know Ant Man should have a movie. Well, well, I was just going to ask you how you felt about Ant Man and Captain Marvel. Um, Captain Marvel is a different breed because I am excited to see more cosmic Marvel. Okay. Okay, and I also love Miss Marvel, and I kind of hope yeah. that Captain Marvel is just Miss Marvel, and they don't do everything else. Right. Yeah. Because I, I love Miss Marvel, you know, mm-hmm. and just the idea of this this idea of a cosmic fighter would be far greater than putting her on Earth again. Right. Doctor Strange is going to change a lot of shit up. Yes. <laughs> like yes, yes, and that's really exciting. Yeah. Yep. Um, Benedict Cumberbatch. Bendy Dick Crumpleback. Um, <laughs> but I uh. I will definitely say that I'm the guy who's not super into the idea of a Deadpool movie, but I really do have my faith in it. Yes. So, yeah, I want to see what they do with it. Yeah, I'm, I'm just a, I'm excited yeah. for that. Um, it, I guess oh, my one stipulation about the continuing Avengers saga is if they put fucking um, uh, I can't think of his real name now, Wolverine, Hugh Jackman. Oh. Hugh, if Hugh Jackman shows up in a fucking Avengers movie, I'm walking out. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't want so, it. 
I, don't I think am so sick it. of him. I am so sick of him. I hate. I never have liked Wolverine as a character. I don't think he is the epitome of the X Men. No, he's not. You know, it's like I've posted on my Facebook before. X Men do not mean about Wolverine. Well, that's that's the problem with the X Men movies where they went, "Oh, Wolverine's the main character." Yeah, no, Wolverine no. was always the sideline character. That's what made him cool. Yeah. yeah. Did well, I ever tell you, Bill? I I met a kid once when I was substitute teaching who who was calling him X Man, oh, as if yeah. he, as if he was the one X Man. Nope. And I correct I corrected him so fast. Nope. And then I realized I was supposed to be like teaching him math or something. So I stopped. But <laughs> did, <laughs> nope, 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 nope. Now, did you guys? I know you. I don't know this answer, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna defend it here. Did you guys ever watch that cartoon Wolverine and the X Men? Yes. I heard that was good. It was it's fantastic. very good. It's phenomenal. I'm so mad they didn't continue it uh because the one the one episode that made me actually fall in love with it was when you truly realized that cyclops and wolverine traded places yep and cyclops goes on a wolverine mission and pretty much takes out all of uh oh god what's his name mr sinister's like uh the 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 reavers it's yeah uh, he takes um, out all of them and including mr. Arclight and uh Oh, I can't remember the big guy's name now but yeah yeah it was the most badass moment i've ever seen i go this is awesome it was a great cartoon. It was well voice acted. It was well animated. And it was the first time I saw a Dark Phoenix saga done right. Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. It was, yes. It was something else. I'll yes. tell you that right now. Yes. And if they could have gone forward, we got an awesome uh, Age of Apocalypse that we would have gotten. Yeah, but then Disney went and fucked everything up. Yeah, because that's the same time we lost uh, Spectacular Spider-Man, which is my favorite uh-huh. Spider-Man. Uh-huh. Uh, so, back on topic. Ultron. Yep, sorry. Ultron. Looks good. I'm there. Yep. I'm yeah. for it. Is, is anyone not going to be there? First May, 2015. Yep. May's going to be a good month. Of course, we also had the news of, uh, what was it, Warner Brothers saying, well, DC's just edgier. Oh, that, yeah, that made me actually kind of, like, get off the internet for the day. I was tired of it. <laughs> just, I, I, I laughed because all I could think of is, you have your edgy movies. Marvel's going to sit over here just printing money because they don't care. Yep. Edgy. Yeah. Uh, uh, all I have to say is Brandon Ruth, Superman. <laughs> Edgy my fucking ass. It just, I don't know what to think of that. It just, again, it's apples and oranges at this point. Mm-hmm. And DC's playing a huge catch-up game they can't DC's, catch up to. And d- now DC has been playing the game of let's tease the shit out of Jared Leto Joker because that's all we got really to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> for the next year. And, uh, yep. DC, DC can have some standing with me again if they release Batman vs. Superman and I enjoy it. Yeah. Then they can have some standing with me. Until I, then, no. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I I was talking to Chris Krause about this, Birch. And I just said, I will be so happy to eat crow on Batman vs. Superman if it's amazing. I will be huh? so happy. But they are, someone has to break their damn shovel because they're digging a huge hole right now. Yep. Yeah. And and I will on this podcast if it's still around then I will eat crow I will be that was a great film blah 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 blah, but you got to do a lot of work. Yep. Uh. Yep. Oh, did you also guys hear about the AMC's? Uh, is it AMC? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. They're a marathon before Age of Ultron. Yeah, I told you this before we started, but I my my ass hurts thinking about sitting in a theater <laughs> for twenty seven hours. <laughs> Starts on yeah, like, but you know, you know, there are people who are going to do it. it it's going to start. But good God, I know people who are going to do it. And oh, yeah. I, 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 good God, can you think of when we get to Avengers: Infinity War Part Two? 
No. They're going to be like, do you want to spend your weekend in the theater? Here you go. Sure. <laughs> Listen, the longest I ever did was... These are the marathons I did. I never did Lord of the Rings. Thank God. I did. I can't sit through two of those movies back to back. I you no. ever went to one of the Jones, Maya Jones, Lord of the Ring parties? No, I didn't. Oh, I went, I've been. The one I did do is they, uh, they did do all three Back to the Future films. Uh-huh. Uh, but they had an hour between each one, which was okay. a godsend. Oh, that was a godsend. And then I did the Die Hard one. Uh. All the way up to Live for, uh, what was it called? Die Hard, I don't remember. The last Die Hard, um, geriatric something dot dot dot. A good day to die hard. That's what it was called. There that, it is. That movie wasn't good. I remember I was sitting next to my brother in the theater, and I and we were like starting Die Hard three, and we were just like, yeah. And all of a sudden, the the, the reviews came up for that one, and it was like, it's a twenty seven percent. We're here. We don't care. John McClane. We're here. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. I, I just don't know if I could do 27 hours of Marvel. I think I don't know if I could sit through, because you have to remember, that means you got to watch Iron Man 2, you got to watch Thor 2, Ugh. you got to watch like, fucking The Incredible Hulk. Like, there's just so much that I'm like, oh, man, I don't know. I I'd, just don't know. I'd be willing to go to the Phase 2. I'd watch, I'd watch Phase 2. I would do that. I would watch Iron Man 3, Thor 2, because I didn't hate it. I just thought it wasn't okay. Uh, Cap 2 and Guardians. Yeah. Yep. It's really yep. a it's an uphill spiral, which isn't really a thing, but it can when you've got <laughs> Cap 2 followed by Guardians followed Guardians. by Ultra. Like, that would be yeah. a great thing right there. That'd be a great thing. All right. So I think with that, we're going to take a little quick break here. So stick around, everybody, and enjoy the kicking tunes. Hey guys, trying this again. Uh, this is Chris Birch, of course. We got Eric and Bill with me again. Hey. But I uh, hope you uh, hung out with Yo. us for news you can use. And we're going to jump on into our next topic, our first main topic of the night. So <sighs> let's start off with, well... We could talk less about this one. So let's talk about this uh, this Power Rangers. Okay, so last week, I'm going to butcher this guy's name. It's Adi or Eddie or it's ADI. I don't know. Uh, Shelter, Skelter, somebody look it up. Somebody help, help, help. I'm drowning. I'm drowning. Ah, ah, um, uh, LB usually does this. Yeah, LB, <laughs> this is, we're lost without him. We're drowning uh, here. I'm we're, looking. We're dying. Uh, we're dying. Power Rangers. Ah. Adi Schenker. A-D-I-S-H-A-N-K-A-R. Released a 15-minute, I guess you'd call it fan-made, but it has high production, uh, gritty look of the Power Rangers grown up. Starring Dawson's Creek himself, James James Vanderbeek. And and apparently I'm the only person on the face of the planet who doesn't hate James Vanderbeek. I don't hate him. I think he's great. He does great in this. And um, Starbuck herself, mm-hmm. which I forget her name. Uh, that's, hang on, that's the booze talking. Katie uh, Stackoff. Yes. We're recording this, so it better be right. <laughs> well, hang on, let oh. me double check that. Okay, let, let, I'll just keep talking. In which um, <laughs> it, it's it's about uh, the Power Rangers uh, have grown up. Uh, somehow the world gets taken over by a evil robot f- faculty. Army, I don't know. 
and uh, the Power Rangers are being picked off. And who did it? And the James Vanderbeek, who's playing Rocky, the second Red Ranger, thinks it's Jason, the Green Ranger. And uh, Kimberly, played by uh, Starbuck, thinks it's Rocky doing it. Right? Right. That sounds right. Yeah. Yep. And yep. I don't know if it's still up anymore because it pissed I think off. It, got, it got put back on YouTube Okay, from what I read. It got pulled down because the people of Power Rangers who own it got really pissed. Um, And even uh, apparently the guy who played the Green Power Ranger in, in the original series, that guy was supposed to be the Green Power Ranger in this, but he turned it down. Really? Mm-hmm. Jason huh. David Frank, who probably masturbates while wearing his Power Ranger helmet, turned this down? Yes, because probably. he, quote, said, I'm not much of an R man, I'm a PG-13 guy. <laughs> and said oh, that, okay. that even Power Rangers today are for kids. And it wouldn't be right. <sighs> okay. Um, uh, I, I, I can, can, I can kind of, I can kind of get behind that. Um, I, I can get behind it, but at the same time, this was a labor of love towards the fans who grew up with it. And it kind of hit on a point, you know, what, what would happen? All right. So imagine you're a teenager who's suddenly given these powers and it's up to you to save the world every day. You'd have some fucking PTSD by the time you were 30. Yeah. No, oh, yeah, no, it's, you know, this isn't his first, he calls them his bootleg universe because he does these without like ever making a dime or like expecting them to get off the ground. He did this one called uh, Dirty Laundry, which was the Punisher, which had Tom Jane in it and Ron Perlman. And it was like 17 minutes and it's a really slow burn. And I actually don't like it because of how slow burn it is, but it's really good because Tom Jane, who kind of gave up the Punisher, steps back into it and it works really well. And then he did one called The Truth of Journalism, which has the guy who plays uh, Jason Stackhouse from uh, True Blood. I'll never remember his name, and don't bother looking it up because it doesn't matter. It plays Eddie Brock, and he's getting uh, this documentary done about him by these like three college French filmmakers. And it is the best version of Eddie Brock and Venom I have ever seen. Ryan Quentin, for those of you who are going to throw a fit. All two viewers. <laughs> <laughs> for listeners, uh, I, I I urge you to watch it because it was really really well done. You watched that one, right, Birch? I loved it. I it actually made me get more ideas of think of other kind of fan films you could do in the Marvel universe. Yeah, and that's that. Like I thought that was his kind of um, his shtick as doing Marvel things, but no, he he did one called Super Fiend, which is like this five no six part cartoon of Judge Dredd done in the style of Ren and Stimpy reboot and I don't remember what else he said uh, uh, that does Judge Dredd and Judge Death and it's it was great I watched it today because I didn't know that was him too he was also the executive producer for Dredd um, and he just released one last week called In the Service of Nothing which is his James Bond one looking at if Sean Connery's James Bond was forced to be behind a desk for 30 years and then forced into retirement, how that would affect him. Hmm. And it was, other than it looked kind of crappy because it was kind of probably rushed to get out, the story is amazing. And I really like these. And this Power Ranger one is no exception. It was, the quality was there. I liked the tone. The only problem I had with it was um, James Vanderbeek did too much hologram arm-waving magic. Yeah. And his stupid sound effect for his robotic leg. Yeah. But past that, the fight scenes were awesome. 
and uh, it was great. What I think Okay, yeah. so Power Rangers missed be my mile just because how old I was when it came out. I was busy watching the X Men cartoon. Oh no, that they were they went hand in hand with me. So my brother, on the other hand, who's eight years or eight years, five years younger than I am, watched Power Rangers with a vengeance. So it's not like I didn't. It wasn't on in the background, but I never really got into it. I thought it was kind of corny. Oh, it was, and it was, it was. But this this is a show that I would watch. Yeah? Yeah, definitely. Definitely something I would get into, because I like that kind of... They took the candy coating off. And that, that he does... Yeah, I, I do yourself a favor and watch In the Service of Nothing. Okay. Because it's kind of that same thing. All right, well, I just found his YouTube page, so I'm going to add it to my... I don't know if that's on there. It but... might be. But watch, yeah, watch Dirty Laundry, watch uh, Truth and Journalism, watch Super Fiend. Oh, yeah, Truth and Journalism's on here. Yep. Yeah. I'll watch him. Yeah, there, he, I like what he does. I like what he does a lot. He, All right. He was the executive producer behind Dread, Machine Gun Preacher, The Gray, and something else. So, he's it's a little weird, but whatever. I like him. All right. He said he, he, he had the idea when he was watching Power Rangers growing up. He said, you know, I, I, two shows stuck with me when I was growing up. One was X Men, the mm-hmm. the animated series, and if you're thinking about X Men Evolution, it's not oh, that yeah. one. But then he goes, but that was pretty good too, and <laughs> and Power Rangers. So I mean, I would like to see his X Men. I would like him. He honestly, he could do whatever he wants. I I would love to see it. To me, there's no topic he could not touch. He he puts a good twist on things. He's a and he can always he he makes it all interesting. Like no matter what he does with it, doesn't have to be like super faithful even as long as it's like he does good stuff with it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he 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 jokes because he's like, anybody who's getting up and and buff about this. I'm not trying to make a movie or anything off of it. It's uh, it's my bootleg. I even bootlegged myself with uh, Super Fiend, which uh, I watched it all today. I liked it. It was okay. The soundtrack. Oh, some of the songs are amazing. The problem is they're so oddball that I can't find them anywhere. Mm. That, that's my biggest problem. I'm like, oh, that song's great, and he does it in the style of like, what if the Ren and Stimpy people made. Judge Dredd based off of the comics. And that's what you get. It's good stuff. Good stuff. Mm. So, I think it's back up. Do yourself a favor. Watch Power Slash Rangers, I think it's called. Yeah, that's, yeah. And, it's uh, on, um, uh, what's-his-face's YouTube. YouTube channel. So, yeah, it's back. Okay, cool. Cool. Yep. I, I, knew, I knew they took it off YouTube, and he had it on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And then I found a link on IGN about the service of nothing. So, yeah. Leave it to the internet nerds to overcome the block. Well, yeah. What are you by blocking it? You're doing more service for it because you're getting more clicks out of it, so to speak. You yep. Know? They should have just ignored it, and it would have been what it was. You know. My favorite line from it, though, is the, the <laughs> James Vanderbeek that goes, "Thank you." <laughs> Again, love James Vanderbeek. Yeah, people who don't like James Vanderbeek did not watch um, Rules of Attraction. Yep. Or uh, did, did, uh, did you see Don't Trust the Bee in Apartment Twenty Three or whatever, where he plays himself? Yes, he was hilarious. In that. And then, of course, his cameo in Jay, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Yep. 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 I love James Vanderbeek. Oh my god. That might piss some people off because they think he's terrible, but nope, he's great. 
Well, it's because he doesn't take himself too seriously, like some of these other 90s uh, teenage melodrama actors do. Yeah, he, he doesn't He's, care. Yeah, he just doesn't give a shit. Um, yeah, he also wrote it, apparently, too. Helped write it. Well, there you go. So, that's cool. Double whammy. Double whammy. So, shall we move on to the next one? Sure. <laughs> we talked about it briefly last episode. <sighs> We're going to talk about Alien 5 again. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, this... <laughs> What's the guy's name? Blumkoff? Uh, Neil Blumkamp. Blumkamp. Neil Blumkamp. Who just, yep. had, who just had Chappie come out, or as I like to call it... Uh, Wally? Or Short Circuit 3. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's making Alien 5, and he came out and said it's going to take place after Aliens. That's the going rumor. And then he said, but it's not going to ignore Alien 3. I don't know. He said, I'm, I'm actually looking at the update right now. It says, <clears throat> there's Alien and Aliens, then this film. And then later it says, they made a clear point to say this upcoming film is not to undo the third and fourth movies. It's just that he wants his film to connect to Alien and Aliens. So they said, my favorites are the first two movies, so I want to make a film that's connected to Alien and Aliens. That's my goal. I'm not trying to undo the other ones. I just want it to be connected to those two. Which, Which doesn't make any fucking sense. No, because in like the there is a timeline there that Alien Three takes place about a week or two weeks after Aliens, mm-hmm. and a lot of people don't like. By the way, Bertram, I'm gonna spoil it for you because you haven't watched them yet. Go ahead, I'll probably forget about it. Uh, most people don't like Alien Three for a couple of reasons. One, it kills off two characters from Aliens. It kills off Hicks and it kills off Newt right out of the gate. Which Newt is a necessity, in my opinion. Um, because okay, Alien Three was filmed like seven years after Aliens. True. The actress would be too old, and recasting it would be a nightmare, and okay. it wouldn't be accepted by fans. I'll give you that. That's if you look at it that way. Newt's death is a necessity, and yep. most people go, "Well, that makes the ending of Aliens pointless." No. Ripley gave Newt the best death she could have in sleep without pain. Except for... Then Hicks is killed. Yeah. Which, I'm not going to lie, I don't care about Hicks. The only thing that Hicks would have provided, and they hint at this in a couple scenes in Aliens, would have been... A romantic interest for Ripley, and... But you have that with Clemens in 3, and he's a better character because he actually has development. True, I'll give you that. But going having Hicks in another movie would have given him a chance to develop. Yes, yes, I can see that, but at the same time, the development we got in Alien 3 was good. Yeah, uh, but I'll also argue that I like the fact that they didn't overplay and have Hicks and... Ripley consummate their relationship in Aliens. Yes, no, that was good. Uh, I liked that they left it at the witty banter and the obvious attraction. Yes, yes. And they didn't actually have a scene with the two of them falling 
head over heels in love with each other and, you know, banging in an air shaft. True. But, uh, but again, the idea of Hicks in Alien 3 as it stands, he is unnecessary. Okay. Beca- because, just let me say, it is covered when Ripley realizes there is an alien running around on the prison planet, Fury 161, mm-hmm. um, that they have no weapons. Yeah. And having Hicks there is a weapon. It just makes her more exposed. Would he have been a weapon even though he didn't have any firearms? Well, he, just... he would have the military strategic standpoint. Okay. Which they desperately needed, which is why some of their plans fail in Alien 3. Right. That's that's my point. If you look, okay. at, if you look at it that way, it's just... I, I feel like I'm defending Alien 3 here. Uh, well, maybe a little bit. Because <laughs> like, the funny thing is, I, I looked online when this came out, and everyone's like, oh, I didn't mind Alien Resurrection, but I hate Alien 3. And I'm like, what is wrong with you people? Uh, um, I'm I'm reading this. This one person is commenting on on that article, and they said, "I think it'd be great if both Alien Three and Alien Resurrection are get passed off as nightmares that Ripley had while in cryo sleep." My problem with that is Alien Three has been my ending for Alien series for about twenty years now. It mm. gave Ripley a very very good send off, and and that's the thing. It'd be like if somebody today went to J.J. Abrams and said, hey, we want you to make a new Star Wars movie. And he goes, okay, here's my thought, and here are my designs. And they go, question, why is Boba Fett and Darth Vader still in this? Oh, we're ignoring Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Mm. What? Why would you do that? Well, because some people didn't like Return of the Jedi because of Ewoks. So we're just going to scrap the whole thing. And you'd have have a shitload of butthurt fans who wouldn't go see it. Yeah, and, and... the thing is, I, I read, I saw this picture where it compared Star Wars, the original trilogy, to the Nolan Batman films, mm-hmm. where they said the original, great, groundbreaking, fantastic. Two, the masterpiece, amazing, fantastic. Three, flawed, but had the ending we wanted. And I go, you should put Alien on there, too. Yeah. Because Alien is that way. Aliens is, to a lot of people, the perfect one. And Alien 3, though flawed, the ending we need. Well, the, the the standout moment for me in, in Alien 3 that kind of sums up the entire thing is when Ripley thinks that she's about to attack the alien. Spoilers, by the way. Yeah. And she's got the pole arm, and she says to it, you have been in my life so long that I don't know anything else. I just need you to do what you do. I just need you to do what you do. Exactly. And that, to me, like, I rewatched it last night just to re-familiarize myself with it. That, to me, and the way it ends, is perfect for her. To have her come back in Alien Resurrection was kind of like, okay, you know, you had the perfect ending for this character to finally get closure. She had her closure. She made her peace with the creature and with herself. And ends. And it ends, and then you brought her back. Yeah, so to to, re, to retcon Alien 3 to me, it, it hurts. Yeah. And it just, I'm so sick of these hardcore fanboys who think Aliens is amazing, and it's been, no, it's, it's don't try to make a movie in between there. Make me a movie somewhere else. You know, don't. Don't it would make more sense. It would make more sense to me to. <sighs> See, when, when he announced it, I actually thought it would be a, after Alien Resurrection. 
Yeah. Which sounds weird, but also could give Ripley growth. Well, it could, because, you know, they really could explore that whole Ripley not being quite human trying to fit back in. Yeah. And uh, I was reading some other article, um, I don't remember exactly, but it was just like, it would make more sense to have her struggling with that part of her nature, the, the xenomorph inside her, finally getting on Earth. Yeah. And, you and, know, and, and they would, could run with that. It, it would also make sense for her to kind of dress like she used to in Aliens. Right. Because she would have the ability and try to find herself. Yep, yep. And, Who and, am I? Yeah, and you know what? You want to bring Hicks back? Clone him. I don't care at that point. Well, that was, that's exactly what they said, is, you know, if they wanted to bring Hicks and Newt back, they could do that bullshit thing like, oh, we collected their DNA, DNA samples on Fury 161. <laughs> because they were right there. Yeah. That's how they did it for Ripley. So why wouldn't it work for Hicks and Newt? Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm, again, I'm upset at this. But at the same time, if he gives me a good alien film, I don't care. Well, he, this guy, I, I, his name escapes you. What was it again? Blumcliff, Blumcliff. Blumcliff. Blum, yeah. Yeah. He apparently has been working on this idea for years. Yeah, and people keep telling me I should trust him because District 9. Well, okay. But, okay. But my problem is this. This was my cynical thought. And, and Elysium. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, someone goes, oh, you should trust him. And my cynical brain attacks, and I go, please don't think that way. Don't ruin this for me because mm -hmm. it's, I'm of two minds here. It's why should I trust him? Mm -hmm. District 9, really good. Elysium, okay. Yeah. Chappie, I don't really want to see it. And you know mm -hmm. what? They all aesthetically look exactly the same. With the same plot line. The poor or the alien uh, uh, ghetto or this robot that's different are all being oppressed by the richer or the man or these robot-hating people in this worn-torn-looking South African country. All yep. of them look exactly the same. Yep. Why should I trust this man? Why? Because, you know what? At least he's doing something with my series. The, for me, where they're going to lose it is the fact that Geiger passed away last year. Yes, because their number one rule in Alien, you do not make anything unless you're Geiger or Stan Winston, and they're both dead. So nothing yep. new better happen in this movie. Yep. I mean, if they change it visually, and that's, you know, that's 90% of what makes me love the Alien series is the look. Yes. The the gothic kind of industrial... The industrial sci-fi is something... Yeah, is, the industrial sci-fi work. ...is my yep. favorite version of science fiction to yep. date. And if they are going to make another Alien movie, capture that feeling of the first one where it takes time to build up the dread. Yes. To build up the suspense. To not... All right, Aliens, I rewatched that again last night. Aliens was the action alien movie. I think we can all agree about that. Yeah, it yeah, just I'm jumps sure. right into the action uh -huh. because we already have the universe established. We know what's going to happen. But, but I do appreciate that it takes about 45 to an hour for an alien actually to show up. Exactly. Exactly. That's the great thing about the first two, is you don't see the effing monster until the movie's almost over. Yeah. That's the best part about those two movies. Yeah. But um, so I... if they're, if they're going to do another Alien movie, they have to pay homage to 
to setting it up the right way. Yeah, if he if he wants to put it after aliens, it better fit not only uh thematically but also pacing wise. And find a good way to explain why Ripley is thirty years older? Yes. Uh. Oh, and how, oh. Does, how does she get younger in Alien 3? Yeah, how does she get younger in Alien 3? Yeah, I don't know. So it's, it's going to be interesting to watch this develop, needless to say. Yeah, that, that's... However, I will say that Sigourney Weaver has been very picky because apparently people have been coming to her for years with ideas and for I'm, another Alien movie. And I'm glad that she's positive about this one. Because she's, yes, I'm glad she's positive about it, but I'm glad that she she cares enough about the character in the way that the fans would, that she doesn't want to have another alien resurrection on her hands. Where, where again, I don't blame her for alien resurrection. No. I don't no. blame Joss Whedon for alien nope. resurrection. Nope. I, I blame Fox. I blame Fox and Skeletor Alien. Yep. Spoilers. Exactly. Perch. Yeah, biggest spoilers in the game. <laughs> biggest spoilers in the game. <laughs> it just there's this point where I um I told you I'm gonna give you the controller. I'm gonna say you stop when you say what the fuck. Yep. Okay. Yep. And you will. You will. You will. It's it's inevitable, and you just kind of go, excuse me, what? It begins with a narration by um. Grima Wormtongue. Grima Wormtongue, whose name escapes me at the moment. I don't know. I name. always think of him as Chucky. Yeah, he is, isn't he? Oh shit! Wow. All right. Brad yeah. Dorif. <laughs> Brad Dorif. He he is one of the highlights of that movie. That is a better. He is him and Ron I want Perlman. his career. Yeah, no, he was in Dune for crying out loud. He's one of those guys like Tim Curry who has been in every fucking movie. Well, you, this here's a little one back at you. You know what the greatest crime the Alien series ever did? What was that? Not casting Bill Paxton in Alien vs Predator. <laughs> that man was killed by an alien, a predator, and a Terminator. If anyone deserves to die more in those series, it's Bill it's Paxton. Bill Paxton. Plus, Bill Paxton can save just about anything. True, true. Game over, man. Game over, man. I mean, he Game was in Edge of Tomorrow. There you go. Reasons to watch that movie one through Z. Speaking of Bill Paxton, Twister was on TV this afternoon. Oh god. <laughs> I don't talk blame... about a movie where they crammed everybody into it. Yeah. Anyway, little tangent. But... Back on topic. Back on topic. Uh, Alien Five. Yeah, I just as a fan. I've had so many bad films and so many if, bad games. I don't. If he continues care. to collaborate with Sigourney, and if he goes to Ridley for advice, but don't take too much advice because that man is insane. Did you see yes, Prometheus? I did see Prometheus. We don't talk about Prometheus. R- rule one about being an alien fan: you don't talk about talk Prometheus. about Prometheus. Rule two: you don't talk about talk about Prometheus. Prometheus. <laughs> but. If if he if he listens if he listens it'll be okay. If he doesn't let Fox railroad him, he'll be okay. He'll be okay. So it could be 2016 or 2017 before we see Alien anything five. about this. But um, I don't want to get too excited. But when I saw the rumblings about it and that Sigourney and uh, that she was behind it 100%, I got excited, so... I mean, the, the pictures look great, and that's all we're going on right now. They look right. great. I'm I'm excited. Yep. Again, the only wrench in the plan is I'm one of the people who like Alien 3, and for them and it, to erase it kind of puts a thorn in my side. Yep. Just kind of depends on where they're going to wedge it in, I guess. Yeah, and, it, and the truth is, if it's a bad movie, it's going to be a hyper-dream sleep for me. If yep. it's a good movie, I will rationalize it some way or another. It doesn't yep. matter. 
Yep. At this point, I just need a good alien film. Exactly. And and that'll be the hurdle is where where in the timeline he puts it. Yeah. I think that's I think that right now, everything else aside, that for the fans, like you and I, Bill, yeah. is the biggest uh thorn about this announcement. Yes. And yep. and you know, I know you said you didn't you you don't care for Alien Three. It's not my favorite. It has its merits. And actually, when I was watching it again last night, I tried to go back and do it with a more open mind than I had before. And, you know, in talking to you about it, especially those scenes that we were discussing, They're it powerful. is the perfect ending. Yeah, it is. And that's the thing. That That's one of the reasons why I hold on to it. Not that it was my first Alien film. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, you know, what's your first Final Fantasy game? That's the one you love forever. Right. Alien 3, I love forever, but I can accept that it isn't perfect like Alien. Well, and like you, you and I were talking about the the script for that went through so many hands. Yes, yes it did. And, and like some people didn't know certain things about their characters until halfway through shooting. Exactly. Um, so it just, it, but again, it's not that. It's just the ending, and this whole send off that Ripley has throughout the whole thing, and just is amazing. Now, how would you have felt if somebody came out and said, "All right, we're going to do a story about Amanda Ripley"? Oh, you mean Alien Isolation? 10 out of 10. Well, okay, no, if they were... 10 out of 10. If they were actually going to do a movie of it instead of the game, if they were going to do a prequel of sorts... One question. Would it stay that 1970s future? Hmm. Because that honestly gave that game so much going for itself. Because, again, Prometheus is supposed to be a prequel, but it looks like modern day. No, give me that old 70s future. Well, there's another argument for Alien 5. What kind of style is it going to be in? Is it, it going to be ultra-futuristic, or is it going to be that 19, that gritty kind of... It better be industrial. Industrial 1980s, you know, 75 millimeter. Mm-hmm. The computers are all 8-bit. DOS. DOS, yeah. No, that, that, that know, better be it. Yeah. That better be it. That's, it has to fit tonally is that the correct word yes into the series it cannot feel discharged like prometheus and and you know i think that was one of my biggest beasts with prometheus is that the 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 technology uh however many hundred years before ripley came into the scene was so much more advanced it didn't make sense no it didn't it no it was a train wreck it was giant train wreck and that's that's the thing this needs to if you're gonna make it between aliens and say that it still accepts alien 3 Mm -hmm. then it better fit Yep. Because if if I smell bad, ooh. <laughs> ooh. but if it's really really good, again, I'll find a way to accept that and Alien Three. We'll go see it together, Bill, and I'll hold your hand. How's that? Please. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I might start crying beforehand. We, we might have to cry together. We'll bring a flask. We'll, we'll drink heavily. Oh my God. Oh, as long as it's not Alien vs Predator. Um. Yeah. Again. <laughs> Rule number one of being an alien fan. You don't talk about Alien vs. Predator. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're referring to the comic book series or the video game, and then you can talk about it all you yeah, want. if you talk about the original run and what is the sequel called, War, and I yeah. think Three Wars was pretty good, and then the 1999, 2001, and if you are in desperate need, 2010 games. There you go. Uh, the J- Jaguar games are pretty good, too. What? <laughs> and the arcade game. What? Yep. Beat him up. Go for it. Yeah, Alien vs. Predator. It's great. Don't make a movie ever. Nope. <laughs> Don't. Don't. 
We're gonna nope. Go, we're going to go on break. Thank you for letting us nerd out. <laughs> oh, I fucking hate that. Welcome back to Over a Couple of Drinks. As always, I'm Bill Henning. With me is Birch and Eric. Hey, yo. And uh, buckle your seatbelts, kids, because this is going to get nasty real fast. <laughs> this segment is devoted for the whole reason why I asked Eric to be on. Yep. If you if we had cameras, which we don't, you would see he'd be drinking tea out of a Maleficent cup, wearing yep. a Maleficent shirt. Yep. I'm not gonna lie. If I had to cast a Maleficent movie, I'd cast him. It just cause. And I'd be damn good. You'd be better than the movie we got. Yep. We're gonna rip a new one into that one. Yeah. And then we're not gonna stop there. Nope. We're gonna go to Frozen. Yep. So hold on to your butts, kids. Eric took us away with Maleficent. All right. So they started talking about this in I think it was 2011. All yep. the internet. All the internet m- rumors started about Back a live-action Maleficent movie. was going to direct it or something. Yeah. And then, he, then he fucked up Alice in Wonderland. Oh, my God. said, we'll take that right back and give it to somebody else. We yep. didn't do any better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And no. I, don't need, I couldn't even tell you who directed this piece of shit. I, I got to look something up real quick, but I want to give a real quick rant, okay? All right, go for it. Uh, Cole, there is it. I gotta, what's the bad guy from Black Cauldron? What's his name? Uh, the, the Horned, Horned King. King. The Horned yeah. King. All right, so get this straight. Maleficent, a little quick backstory, is the most badass Disney villain, period. Amen. All right, the only person who would come close would be the Horned King. Mm-hmm. But Maleficent has him tied up in the closet and takes him out and slaps him whenever she wants. <laughs> okay? <laughs> Jafar is groveling at her feet. Okay, understand she is the epitome of badass. Why? I don't know. We don't get an explanation for it in Sleeping Beauty. We just know she oozes awesome and evil and venom and she turns into a goddamn dragon. Her first thing she does in the movie is pop in and tell a baby that she's gonna die. (laughs) Yep. And no one stops her. No one can stop her. And, 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 and the whole world just went, wow, I don't know who this bitch is, but I'm going to listen to her. For no goddamn reason. For and, no reason. And, and this is important to, to get into this, this movie rant. It is important that there was no reason, nor did None. there <laughs> need to be. <laughs> um, so, Take it yeah. away, sir. I, just, I, wanted to, I wanted to get that out there because that was... No, you are absolutely right. There, there is nobody in Disney's villain category that comes close to her. I'd say and there's Chern- no reason. Chernabog kind of. Well, he's, yeah, but he's stuck he, on the top of a mountain summoning ghouls. Yeah, you yeah. Know? If, you, if you count him as a villain, then you, which you, not you everyone who, does. Do you know who put him there on that mountain? Listen. That's right. Maleficent. <laughs> you know what he she, did? He, tur- he turned into her castle yeah. on the top of the mountain. <laughs> she said, that's oh, she lives that's now. Cool. She said, stay here. I'm going to turn your body into my castle when you're dead. And I'm going to live in you. Deal with it. Deal with it. Okay, that's that's. I just want to tell you that there's no one power ranking wise that comes close to her. No, nope. there's no reason. There's a reason why she's the villain in Kingdom Hearts. Yep. Okay. There's a reason why she's the villain. Period. 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 You're you're absolutely right. She shows up at this newborn baby's 
uh, birthday party, uninvited, first of all. Walks in like she owns the joint. Walks in like a badass in a, in a spout of green flames. And the look on everybody's face should give it away immediately. She has a reputation. Yeah. We, we don't, don't want to fuck is. with this chick. We don't want to fuck with this chick. It's Maleficent. She came down off the Forbidden Mountain to mm. make it a point to be a bitch. <laughs> and I love For her. For no I love, reason. And I love it. She's like, you know, I was rather distressed that I didn't get an invitation to this. And you know what? That's enough right there to know how evil she She was. didn't get invited to the party. You a-holes. They you... might as well at that point have turned the party into a funeral. Like, they might as well just, like, change <laughs> Changed yeah, no. out drinks and just all right. <laughs> Tell you what, we might as well just throw the baby on the fire. We're done. We're done. <laughs> we can't. We can't save this one. We, we can't save it. This who's, was a good effort. We who, could try. Who is, who is in charge of invitations? You you fired. Yeah, that guy. That guy definitely got uh, red poker up the ass the next day. <laughs> King Stephen was not happy. No. Okay. But that, that is the whole underlying point of why people love this character is that she is pissed off at this little girl for no reason other than, you know what? I didn't have anything else to do today. I ran out of milk from my cereal. I'm going to go curse a baby. <laughs> <laughs> she probably, you know what? She probably got up. She was having a great morning. She put on her robes, she pet her bird, she and on her the horns. way down from her tower, she stubbed her toe on the edge of the dresser. Yeah, that's probably what happened. That's probably exactly <laughs> what happened. I'm going to kill a baby. I'm going to go kill a fucking baby. <laughs> but, but I'm not because, just going to pick any baby. I'm going to pick the newborn princess of this goddamn kingdom and hey, just fucking kill it. And I'm not hey, even going to kill it. I'm just going to tell it. it. I'm going to tell its family. That it's going to die in 16 years and there's fucking nothing they can do about it. Yeah. Little pig minion, what's going on in the kingdom? Uh, King Stefan had a baby. It's her big birthday party today. Oh, really? I chipped a nail. She's dead. Oh, dude. Bad hair day. Fuck. I'm going to kill me a baby. <laughs> and that, that's, that's the thing. That's all we had going for this chick. Okay? Exactly. And then the, the fact that she spends the next 16 years obsessively searching for this baby. Yeah. For no good reason other than she wants to make good on her threat. <laughs> because now she's got a reputation to uphold. Mm -hmm. The mistress of all evil she calls herself. Look, look, kids nowadays, do yourself a favor. You, you fangirls going, oh, Loki is so beautiful and so evil. You don't know true no. evil. Loki's no. a bitch compared to Maleficent. Uh, he really is, though. I mean, he's a great villain, but compared to, like, Maleficent? No. No. Yep. They don't make villains like this anymore. Maleficent straps it on for Loki, and Loki takes it and likes it. It's true. There's the answer of it. Rule 34. Go. Rule 34. So, okay. <laughs> Off topic. Back on topic. No, it's all right. As the movie progresses, we learn that there's... No, we don't learn any reason for why she wants to kill Aurora. Other than she said she would. Other than the fact that she said she would, it doesn't do her any good. It doesn't. Nope. No, and that's a, that's, a, that's just she has just, nothing to gain from it. No, other than she's ruining everyone's life, and, and she, she gets off on it, and she's making good on a promise. Exactly. And then one of my other favorite parts is when she kidnaps Prince Philip in the woods. Yeah, 
in a trap that she set up to catch this quote-unquote peasant girl. Ah. Mm. Ah. Yeah. Oh. So, you know, she sets a trap to catch Aurora, but ends up catching Prince Philip. And then she's like, oh, yeah, Prince Philip, I'll let you go in a hundred years when you're too fucking old to do anything about it. You know why? Because I'm a bitch. Oh, no, I'll let you go in a hundred years. Cool. You see, See, and that that happened because that morning she woke up and found out Netflix had canceled her favorite show. Yeah. Uh, She got upset. and She's in there. She's trying to queue up Torchwood. Yeah. (laughs) It's not there. You know. You know what really happened? She found out that Firefly was only thirteen episodes. Oh, no one told her. So. No one told her. You. And then she, then she watched Serenity, and got really pissed. Yep. When Wash died. Yeah. I'm a leaf yep. in the wind. Bullshit. Bullshit. She's like, you know what? I'm gonna go fuck up Prince Philip's life. So now that we've established in the cartoon, oh, and, 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 I have to harp on this point because I'm going to come back to it later. <laughs> Prince Philip escapes with the three good fairies, cuts through the, the, the bramble forest. Yeah. And Maleficent is like, no, fuck this shit. <laughs> Flies over there and turns herself into a goddamn dragon. The, the most fearsome, famous, scary, scary, mythical creature in all fantasy world. A dragon. And a, a point of trivia for you for you fans out there, she's the only Disney villain to swear. Yeah. All the powers of hell. <gasps> Ooh. Bad word. Her last line in the movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, now you will face me, O oh Prince, and all the powers of hell. I mean, what? Jafar turns into a snake? Whoop de do. Yeah, but it didn't come from hell. No, he didn't. That's what I'm talking about. Whoop de do. Nope. He turned into a sna- snake. Well, yep. I'm, I'm a snake with arms, legs, hellfire. Uh huh. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick you up and I'm gonna eat you. Yep, yep, yep. And she dies in a very epic way, which is how you want all villains to die. True. It's very epic. Uh, I'm trying to think of next to line epic. Uh, villain wise, um, I'm gonna give it to probably you. Ursula. Ursula. Yeah. That was pretty epic. Uh, you know, Clayton, Clayton. Clayton was a pretty. Clayton was pretty epic. One. But I mean, not really. I would say closest is Ursula. Ursula, yeah. Gaston falling off the roof. That was pretty now, epic. Now, before anybody says anything, Maleficent and Ursula have tea every other Sunday. Only because oh, totally. Because only because Maleficent puts up with Ursula. Mm. Totally. Okay. Okay. S- screw Madame Mim. Madame that bitch Mim's is a joke. She doesn't get invited to anything. <laughs> they so, might invite Lady Tremaine over every now and again. Occasionally. Occasionally, just to round out the numbers. Yeah. Well, I think Jaf- Jafar could be like her sex buddy that she hangs Jaf- out with. Jafar gets now. invited when they needed another person for Euchre, okay? Yeah. yeah. It's more of, I would like to play Euchre, but we have to call him. No, if... No, I think I think Cruella DeVille would be invited to that, only because of how despicable she was. She really is. I mean, anybody who, who hurts... who. Anybody who hurts babies and puppies? Same level. Same level. So I think Cruella and Maleficent are actually BFFs. I give it to you. I mean, they're they're Facebook buddies. They Snapchat they probably Snapchat with each other. They're probably the only two followers they have on their Twitter accounts. Uh so. on MySpace it's them and Tom. <laughs> so, they're the only two with uh live journals still. So so 
<laughs> and you know Ursula has a, a, a Zanga. Oh, totally. Totally. So what we're saying is we didn't need an origin story from Maleficent. And here we go. So they started teasing this stuff, like I said, back in like 2010, 2011. And I was just like, yes, a live action version of Maleficent. But what are they going to do with it? Because you know, from the get-go, it was, it's going to be Maleficent. Right. It's not going to be a live-action Sleeping Beauty. No. It's just going to be her story yeah. about why she's so effing evil. Which I don't know how that works. And they really just, they kept saying that it was going to be, like, a movie that, it wasn't going to be about Aurora, like, hardly at all. It was going to be about, yep. like, how she came to be and why she did the things she did. And I'm like, okay, you know what? This If they do this right, this could be really cool. I mean... I started to think, I just started to, (laughs) spoiler alert, Um, (laughs) I I started to think the movie wasn't going to get made because of how long it was being rumored and just pushed back. It it took forever. It took forever. Mm -hmm. Five years? Yep. And then I remember in, uh, I think it was late 2011, the first pictures of production started to leak. Mm -hmm. And when I heard they cast Angelina Jolie, that was strike one for me. Yeah, because I my point was gonna be, uh, I looked at Angelina Jolie's IMDb, mm-hmm. and I thought to myself, when can we start calling her a bad actress? Yeah, because I mean everyone rips on Nicolas Cage, but he has an Oscar. Yeah, uh, and we and we rip him a new one every time. She hasn't had a really good movie in not since Girl Interrupted. Yeah, she. I mean, she's been in okay movies. Mr. and Mrs. Smith, but not because of her. No. Alexander. <laughs> she was in Beowulf, if anybody saw that. I own that um, movie. Yeah? Was that the CGI one? Yep. Yeah. Who was she in Beowulf? She Grendel's was Grendel's mother. mother. Oh, that's right! Oh, my yeah. God! You guys want a good version of Beowulf? Go watch The 13th Warrior. Okay. Yeah, that yeah. is a good yeah. version. With uh, Antonio Banderas. <laughs> Banderas. Banderas. Whatever. Too sexy, too sexy. Back on top. So, Angelina Jolie, strike one. So, strike one, and they started showing the pictures of, of you know, young Maleficent with the free-flowing hair and the brown robes and all this stuff. And, okay, first of all, I've never, I've never thought that that, that was a, a hood. Yeah. Um, I never pictured Maleficent having long, glorious locks of hair. Nope. Nope. And then the first teaser trailer came out. Nope. <laughs> well, and I remember it being that scene where Aurora is, you know, come out of the woods, and then it cuts to her, and she said, but then you will be afraid. And I had a momentary glimmer of hope. I did, too. Yeah. I got really excited with that first trailer. That they would go dark. That it would be a dark origin tale of why this creature is so evil. So cut to May 11th of 2014. Uh. <laughs> there I am with my mom at the at the <laughs> at the cinema, the Celebration Cinema here in Mount Pleasant. And I'm all I'm all excited cuz Maleficent hands down my favorite villain in Disney lore ever. Yeah. For the reasons that we've talked about. And the movie starts, and it's this big, bright, cheerful CGI slap to the face. 
Yep. And the the first strike the movie had was when they introduced Stefan. Stefan. Stefan as this little boy who's in love with Maleficent. And I said, oh, shit. We're in trouble. Here we go. It's going to be she gets her heart broken, and that's why she hates him. Oh, that's about an hour of the movie. <laughs> so there's you, ever the... just... you ever know with the moment when you realize the movie is going to be bad? That was it. <laughs> that was the moment. See, I was I, I, I had the Ten mind to, in. to watch it at home. And yeah. that whole trying to take over the forest scene, you know? Yep. I stopped it. Yep. Popped in Hellboy 2. Yep. Watched the intro to Hellboy 2. And yep. Like, they did it better. Yep. <laughs> Hellboy 2 did with, it better. CG puppets that are creepy looking. Avatar did it better. Yeah. Yeah. I think everyone's done it better. And then... <laughs> then, then we have... Are you doing the unnecessary rape cliche scene? Yep. Oh, the ceiling wow. of the wings... Did we do we need that ever? No. It's unnecessary. It's unnecessary. And this is kind of where we can tie it into the trend that Disney's been going on lately. Did Disney not learn from Oz the Great and Powerful that uh <laughs> Oh oh hold on, that, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Hold, on. No- hold on. Oz the Great and Powerful, you mean the remake of Army of Darkness? Because it's oh, I liked it better. Oh, I liked it better when it was Army of Darkness. I liked it better when it was Army of Darkness. Oh, um, that movie was awful. Did they not learn that we we don't care to see evil villains become evil because somebody doesn't love them. Yeah, like yeah, because we don't. Yeah, you done me wrong, so therefore I'm gonna go all rogue. Yeah, about that. And I'm the... surprised Maleficent didn't eat an apple or something and become evil because of that. Yeah. <laughs> not not to mention they later on rip off what somebody else ripped off from them with Snow White and the Huntsman. Yeah. Where. Oh, the true love kiss doesn't oh. work. Oh, 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 I'm getting kisses. there. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to jump Oh, I'm getting there. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to steal your thunder, sir. Go. No, it's Continue. all right. So so we'll go back to that, that rape cliche and the whole, mm. the whole girl power thing, which Disney's been on lately. And we can kind of dip our toe into Frozen here for a second. Only for a hot second. I think we might have to go two segments with this. Yeah, two seconds. But, you know, they they said that Frozen was this huge feminist statement, blah, blah, blah. I don't understand. And I kind of feel like Maleficent was trying to ride that wave. Which one came out first? Was Frozen first? Frozen Frozen came out first. That came out the winter before. Okay. But somehow they managed to wedge it into Maleficent, the whole girl power thing. So, we have Stefan, who takes over the kingdom, has her wings, has this baby. So we have the whole setup for why Maleficent hates Stefan. And you know what? I liked it better. Stefan. Stefan. King Stefan. Fuck you. (laughs) I liked it so much better when there was no reason. Because it's better. Because it's better. It gives her more of that mystery. Which is always a key component to villains. Why do you think that we don't need an origin for the Joker, Gotham? Yeah. Gotham. Gotham. Rawr. So, okay, since you brought it up, Bill, I knew the instant they had all those montages of Aurora and Maleficent hanging out in the Enchanted Forest. Oh, yeah. I leaned over to my mom and I said, Maleficent's gonna kiss Aurora. (laughs) 
Spoiler alert. She does. <laughs> she does. Ugh. Well, and that wasn't even that wasn't even the part that got my blood rolling the most, because before that, we have the scene where the crow turns into the dragon. Yeah, you okay. So as we're talking about Maleficent, Uber badass. Yep. Turns into a hellfire dragon. Yes. Adds infinite in, uh, inf- I'm, I got rum lips. Somebody said the word <laughs> nope. for me. Infinite, badass infinite. points. Yes. Yep. Yep. And they took it away from her. Birch, you told me about this before the movie came out. Oh, I remember that conversation. I was just like, "Hey, Bill, you know what was the coolest thing Maleficent did? Turn into in a dragon. dragon. Guess what she doesn't do in the movie? <laughs> Turn into a dragon. Guess who does? Her fucking crow. What? <laughs> I think that, I think I stopped because we were walking into a store and said, "What? What?" <laughs> and you know what? What happened was I I found a leaked script, like an early draft, and as I was reading it, I was going, "This can't be." It this, was. This can't be the movie. No. Why would anyone make this? And then they did. And then they did. Surely you must be joking. They weren't. <laughs> I'm not joking. And don't call, don't me, call me Shirley. Ha 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 ha. So they have this epic battle scene between the crow as the dragon, mm. and then they get to the part where fucking Philip goes up to kiss Aurora, and oh, it doesn't work! Also, by the way, Philip, who just is in the movie now, kind of... <laughs> yeah, they just kind of shoehorn him in. Was yeah, it, he was, just shows up. Was it wrong for me for Malif- that I wanted Maleficent to kiss her and nothing happens? Then Chris Hemsworth shows up? <laughs> <laughs> I will try to. I will try to wake the girl. I will try to wake the girl. By the power of Asgard. And, and his shirt's just randomly whipped. I'm not going to lie. I have a man crush on him. Hey, it's who all right. Doesn't? Who yeah. doesn't? Who doesn't? Have you seen him? <laughs> Blind people don't, but even 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 then they might. Yeah, but if they walked up to him in the middle of the road and start fi- start started feeling all over him, then they'd be like, oh, okay, I get it. I, I don't know if they could do that. They'd probably like cut their hands open because he's so ripped. I know, right? Right. Okay, hot topic. (laughs) (laughs) So they have fucking Maleficent kill Aurora and it's true love. Uh. Which, at that point, I wanted to get up and walk out of the theater and demand my money back. (laughs) Yeah. Because they castrated Maleficent. Yeah. They took everything about her that was cool... And threw it out the window. Ripped it up, stepped on it a couple times, had a Dina Menzel sing to it, <laughs> lit it on fire, threw it in the water, and walked away. And it's I, I was uh I, I don't you don't know this about me yet, but everyone who listens to this probably does at this point. I go on IMDB a lot. I, I used to really enjoy the site until it turned to shit. Um and uh I go on the message boards to talk about films. Forgetting the kind of people who are usually on these message boards. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I was on the Maleficent board, and there's this, this girl who's just like, she avidly defends this movie as like the greatest thing ever made. And I basically asked her, I was like, I would love to just hear your reason. Why is this, is this good? <laughs> and she said, she's like, well, first of all, everybody tries to say that they made her not a villain. And I said, because she wasn't. She, yep. Yep. She, in this movie, she was not at all. She was an anti-hero. She was and she goes, she goes, but no, she did all these evil things. I said, name any evil thing she did in this movie. 
Not she goes, one. well, she attacked uh, these soldiers. She did. Uh, she cursed a baby. She uh, killed the king at the end. And I was like, any evil thing she did was done to the villain, the yeah. actual villain. So that makes her just a hero. The yeah. only evil thing she did was curse the baby, and then she just undid it herself. Yeah. So no, she's not a villain. And nope. the thing we loved about Maleficent in the first place was she was just a badass villain who had no fucking reason. I didn't care about what people thought of her. Yep. Now we have her suddenly falling in love with this child that she has mildly been watching every so often for the past 12 years or whatever it is. Not to mention neutering the good fairies to be cliches. Oh, my God. That was embarrassing to watch. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. They were like if the Three Stooges lost 30 IQ points. Ugh. Ugh, 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 And I mean the the characters they portrayed, not the actual comedians who were hilarious and geniuses of their time. Yeah, no. The, yeah, I'm that... If they if they could have slapped me any harder, <laughs> I, this was. My, I mean, I think my point was when they came out with it was, how are they going to make this? Yeah, because I don't see how. It's not like you're doing a farce of it in the way that Wicked is, where they go to Wizard College. Right. Okay. It just it right. doesn't work that and way. And even then, I mean, in I've I've seen the show Wicked. Well, I read the book. And yep. even then, it's like they, they still lead into the events of the original, and they, they keep them pretty the same, except it's just like now you kind of see that why she was doing it, and she actually had some good reasons for doing it. This yep. doesn't do that. No. no. This changes everything. Yep. It, yep. And, and, and oh, my favorite part is how Disney like advertised this as, like, now you will know the true story. Like, that other shit you've been watching, doesn't it doesn't fucking matter. This is what really yep. happened. Which, like, don't tell me that. This, this, you don't get to tell me that. This is, like, one of the reasons why I like the Beowulf movie, okay? Is that it doesn't ignore the original, but adds a new twist to it. Yes, it does, and because I'm okay with it. With halfway through, when he doesn't kill Grendel's mom, he goes mm-hmm. back and tells everybody he did. And they sing about the song that he does, and it's the poem we all read. Mm-hmm. And that's why I like it. And we go, wow, what if he, what if he didn't kill it? And that's Grendel's what it mother. was. Ah. And that's so cool. And it's not. And it's like it's the same story. The dragon shows up. It's just his son again, instead the, of just a dragon. Maleficent should have been a Broadway show that was a little satirical, and with the idea that she stubbed her toe and said, "I'm going to go curse a baby." Yeah, yeah. That's how it should have worked. I don't, I, I don't know how you could do a serious movie, and clearly neither did Disney. Yeah, they. You know. They need to. They need to get on air and apologize to the ghosts of Eleanor Audley, Verna Felton, Barbara Luddy, and Barbara Jo Allen, who were Maleficent, Flora Merriweather, and Fauna, respectively, and apologize to them. In the process of haunting their asses. Yes. 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 And should be. Okay. And and should be. Let's finish up real quick. We're gonna go on break, and we're gonna come back to Disney because there's still more we gotta talk about. Oh yeah. We have Frozen, Cinderella, and Beauty and the Beast. Oh. This is going to hurt people. Guys, uh, Beating the Beast is being written by the same person who wrote the script for Maleficent. Oh. Uh, is there anything else you want to say? Ouch. Oh. <laughs> On that note. <laughs> listen, listen. I'm glad someone feels my pain. <laughs> All right? I don't own Prometheus. <laughs> Neither do I. <laughs> <laughs> I, I. I make a rule real quick to go back for a recall. 
I make a note with myself that if a movie's bad, I give it a price range. And that's when I'll pick it up on DVD, right? After I watched Prometheus, I said, $5. And walked out, thinking, it will never be that. That Black Friday, it was $5, and I put it back on the shelf. Yep. Even then, you couldn't purchase it. I couldn't do it. Nope. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with more Disney. All right, we're back. And let me tell you here, he finally showed up. And let's face it, if there was one of us here that would dress up as their hero and then get a chance to meet him, and then his hero lets him down and he kind of goes to jail and he'd become a genius who builds terrible, terrible technology to make himself his own hero and then use it against other heroes to test on it (laughs) and then murder those heroes only to get to his actual hero and then destroy him. His name wouldn't be Syndrome, it would be LB. Welcome back, LB. How you doing? What kind of intro was that? The best. The best Syndrome. Okay. The doy. The doy. So, after our 30-minute <laughs> <laughs> rant. rant on Maleficent. <laughs> oh, I'm glad I missed that one. <laughs> you Actually, you don't. It was actually really good. We we discovered the true meaning behind Maleficent's anger. Yep. Uh, a chip snail, <laughs> no milk for her cereal, a stubbed toe. toe. <laughs> That's the real reason why she curses the baby. That should be the next fan film that that guy makes. <laughs> yes. The real Please. reason why Maleficent's a dick. <laughs> I can just picture it now. The sun breaks over the mountains, comes <sighs> in. Maleficent yawns and stretches, says good morning to Diablo. And at this point it goes, it's beautiful morning. Da, da, I think I'll go outside a while. Snap. She she goes, puts out her robes, turns around, kicks her nightstand. Oh, son of a bitch. Diablo, I'm going to kill a baby. <laughs> Roll credits. <laughs> Roll credits. <laughs> so after that... We didn't cover our problems with Frozen, Oh. our problems with Cinderella, and our Which, problems with the upcoming Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. What problems could we possibly have with Frozen? <laughs> All of the problems. <laughs> the fact that if I hear that song one more time, I'm going to kill a baby. <laughs> no, no, just, and just that could be the, 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 the follow-up to the... To the fan film is her waking up and that song's on the radio. Yeah. <laughs> mm. So, where do we want to start with Frozen? Because I'm running out of rum. <laughs> <laughs> uh, why don't... I, I can just sum it up in one sentence, basically. Okay. Actually, one word. Not as good as Tangled? Overrated. Yeah, not as good as Tangled. Not as good as Tangled. Whoever told me it was, like, the next Lion King shouldn't have told uh, me that uh, at all. Shouldn't have ever told me that. Only because they ripped off the opening song from Lion King to make the opening song to Oh, and first Frozen. of all, it, like, that song, that style of song, nowhere else in the movie. Why'd they do nope. that? <laughs> Unnecessary villains. Yep. Elsa should have been a villain. Because I'm sorry, Let It Go is a villain song. God forbid there be an actual choice between two decent dudes that the, that the main character has to make. Yeah. No, we got to make one of them evil, because yeah. so, she can't make an actual choice. 
my when when they first started talking about Frozen, however long ago it was, because there was a trailer a billion years ago about Olaf and Sven. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, it looked but, it looked so bad. Literally a billion years ago. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The one where he's chasing him, trying to eat his carrot or yeah. whatever. Yeah. It said Almost. nothing about what the movie was actually supposed to be, and it just looked like a playful Tom and Jerry ripoff with a snowman and a reindeer, and a little homoerotic because of the carrot. Yes. Better I movie think, than Frozen. Better movie guys, than Frozen. It was great. It was good. I think you guys are being too cynical. <laughs> right, well, welcome to over a couple of drinks. Cynical is our middle name. <laughs> this is like the one thing I'm not cynical about is Frozen. I love it. <laughs> Look, this, All is, right. this is the same reason why I hate SpongeBob SquarePants. Yes. There has to be a certain amount of realism in the story you're telling. When SpongeBob SquarePants washes his hands underwater, <laughs> that is when snapped Sponge in half. Bob lights a fire, fire underwater. underwater. When, when SpongeBob SquarePants and his friends go to the beach underwater, underwater. underwater, it is snapped in tiny little pieces. And I go, I'm out. I'm gone. And my, yeah. and my sister always goes, well, you like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I'm like, well, within the world, the idea of a mutagen that makes uh, turtles become mutants and learn from a rat who is either A, a ninja master, or B, trained with a ninja master because he watched him his entire life, makes entire sense, sis. Now, Bill, to be fair, there are underwater rivers and lakes where... Fire underwater. <laughs> Washing oh, hands underwater, a squirrel living in within a contained environment underwater, a pineapple <laughs> not degrading from the sea water, and the salt. Would that be a, a pineapple under, under the, the sea? sea? Yes. I might, I might punch you in the face. <laughs> not lie. So, what broke it for me for Frozen? Was oh, is that it, what we were talking about? Was, wasn't, wasn't rock trolls, because that's the world we're living in. That, that's fine. Although that did manage to appease to an ethnic crowd because of the slightly gospel overtones. I'm not, not going to go there. Yep, but they wedged from, it in. From the pigment of my skin, I'm not going to go there. Neither am I, no, but they wedged it in. They wedged it in. Um, because that's the world we're dealing with. We're dealing with yep. magic, right? Yep. My problem comes apart of everyone freaks out that she has ice powers. Conceal, don't feel. But then nobody has a problem that she can suddenly create sentient beings? <laughs> well, they don't ever put any kind of, like, limit on her powers. They don't talk about, like, this is what she can do. She, it's just kind of, boom, well, oh, all right, well, she's, cool. she's like, I can make a dress now. That must be a really cold dress. Did she make, like, food Bill, in that castle? doesn't bother her anyway. No, 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 it, it bothers <laughs> her. Fuck out of here with that shit. <laughs> The only person who's not allowed to be affected by their own powers in this story is Aurora Munro. <laughs> mm, so, again, all of a sudden, everyone's freaking out. There's a giant snowstorm. Oh, no. Out comes a walking, talking, singing snowman. Comic relief. And I go, and here comes the freak out? Nope. 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 Okay. I'm done here. And I walked away. Do what I love about Frozen? Hmm? It was about halfway through the movie before I actually realized that uh, Sven, Sven was the reindeer. Yep. It, it was about halfway through the movie before I finally realized that Sven was not actually talking. <laughs> like, I just wasn't paying attention, I guess. And I thought he was actually talking. Listen, why, is, why, why doesn't he talk anymore? Oh, oh. wait a minute. Oh, wait. Oh. Yeah. 
Oh. And just that movie. My major mm, my major beef go. is when they announced it, they said Disney to do the Snow Queen. Okay. Now, the Snow Queen is an old fairy tale by Hans Christian Andersen. And Pretty good story too. It's it's one of my absolute favorite fairy tales <laughs> of all time. You know, you and favorite fairy tales right now? Yeah. I, you're having a terrible streak, sir. I'm having a terrible terrible streak. I know. I just they just pissed right all over me these last 3 years. Conceal don't feel. Yep, conceal don't feel. Rule Disney's one dick. Alien. Disney's sl- dick has slapped me so hard. <laughs> And I worked there. That's that's the clincher, as I worked at Disney World. Anyway, Ooh, I digress. I love the Snow Queen. It's a great story. The Snow Queen is a villain. Mm-hmm. She kidnaps a young boy mm-hmm. and freezes his heart. And the story follows the young girl who goes off on an adventure to save him. So I was like, okay, Disney's going to do a version of this. Given their track record, they're going to fuck it up. Well, we didn't know they were going to fuck it up that bad. Well, yeah, I didn't realize they were just going to kind of... Ignore it. Ignore it completely. And so when Frozen came out, and it had nothing to do with the Snow Queen... (laughs) Did you take your mom? I went with my entire family. My mom, my dad, my brother, and his wife. We all went. Listen, do me a favor. If we don't go see Alien 5 together, don't take your mom. Because she's constant. Yeah, I, I'm finding a common denominator. She wouldn't go see Alien anyway. Okay. So that was when when I when I discovered what the story was actually going to be about that they they diverted away from it so far, and then the the fangirl response to it I thought was huge. So it's like nobody had ever seen a Disney movie before. <laughs> It's my favorite thing that came from that. Guys, isn't this nuts that this is like the first character, this first female character who doesn't need a man? And I was like, huh, uh, Mulan. <laughs> um, you see, uh, what else? Uh, uh, Esmeralda. Uh, yeah. Fucking Pocahontas. Fucking, uh, like, anybody. Yeah. Any of these characters. Don't, none of them. In the past, don't like, need in, a man. in the Renaissance period. They didn't, they just, they happened to get one. Yep. They didn't need one. Uh, yep. Belle. She didn't uh, want Gaston. Aurora. Aurora. She, she didn't need Philip. No. Apparently she didn't need him in the Maleficent movie. Nope. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Uh. So, yeah. It's it's the whole... There was no other movie before Frozen. Let's not count the other 45 Disney animated classics. <laughs> they have recreated it. They've said Frozen is the first Disney animated classic. I mean, yep. I mean, let's 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 look here. Who are strong female characters? Uh, Nala, yeah, she's real real strong there. You know, and, uh, uh, Megara, Megara, <laughs> yeah. Um, Fucking Jane from Jane, Tarzan. Jane yep. from Tarzan. Belle. Yep. Um, yep. Jasmine. Uh, Ra- um, Rapunzel. Ariel. Rapunzel wanted nothing to do with Flynn until like three fourths of the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where she the, just wanted to go outside. She wanted to go outside and see what the, th- the things were about. She was incredibly strong. Yep. It, uh, fucking oh, um, oh, fuck Tiana. Yeah, from Princess and the Frog. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. She just wanted to make her restaurant. Yeah, guys. She, this is not the first one. This Frozen is not new. No, nope. not groundbreaking. Nope. Nope. Elby nope. hates that he came for this. <laughs> and uh, the the final nail in the coffin, 
Adina Menzel makes me want to drive headlong into oncoming traffic. <laughs> I cannot stand her. As as a trained singer, as someone who has done uh, uh, musical theater, and and this is just my 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 singer rant. She is the worst singing technique I have ever heard in my life. And every time I hear her voice, I want to stick knitting needles into my eardrums. Or go kill a baby. Or go kill a baby. That's why Maleficent was pissed off. Yeah, true. Adina Menzel. Was on her or Adim Nizel or Adele Bazim. Adele Bazim. My favorite tweet from the Oscars, by the way, was uh, um, Benedict Cumberbatch is uh, the name that you get when you ask John Travolta to pronounce Ben Affleck. (laughs) (laughs) So, so, yeah. I don't ever have to see Frozen again. Ever. (laughs) Oh, oh, Disney's going to make you try, though. Well, hold on. It's going to want to make you try. What's that quote from Batman Returns? Oh, but you will. Oh, but you can. But you can. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see uh, Josh Gad? He recently apologized. Because he said that uh, he's the voice of, uh, of Olaf, and he apologized because he said in the there's a new Frozen short attached to the Cinderella remake, and oh, he said oh. that there's a new song in it, and he said your oh, kids will just oh, be okay. singing it forever. Well, <laughs> oh, like, now they're me. slated. Please. Now they're slated to do a sequel. Do they're doing a, a stage version too. Yeah, great, yeah. good. Well, we're gonna we're gonna save we'll save that discussion <laughs> good. for. Our, for a musical episode. <laughs> you guys go fuck yourselves. I'm okay. <laughs> Tapping out. And I'm done. <laughs> Speaking of Cinderella, we can jump to that. Yeah, let's jump to how Rob Stark, King of the North, didn't find his happy ending in Westeros and went to Disney instead. The thing that saddens me about this the most is that Kate Blanchett is one of my absolute favorite actresses of all time. She and I share a birthday... She's a phenomenal actress, um, and she's probably the only reason I'll go see this remake. Is she but the I'm, stepmother? She yes. plays the stepmother, but I'm absolutely bracing for the worst. I've seen the movie already. I saw the cartoon. It's a same yeah, thing. yeah. Why? Now again, I know this is okay. This is going to sound super hypocritical because we've been just talking about how Maleficent changed everything. Mm-hmm. Fine, get that. But the, my point is, if if you're gonna do a movie like Maleficent, show me a backstory, fine. But like, lead into the events. Show me the events from a different perspective. There you go. Cinderella is just the same movie. Look, look, look. Well, I'm just expecting like Kate Blanchett and the stepsisters to come out and like, we can't take her to the ball. She's playing with rats. She might have the plague. We're not gonna do that. <laughs> yeah, that would be hilarious. Historically accurate. <laughs> just just watch though. Watch like at the end of the movie, like. She's, there's going to be some like revelation where she goes, but me and the prince have only known each other for a few minutes. I'm going to go make out with like my stepmother or something, and she's going to like break the spell. I don't fucking know. Yeah. But. Well, and how many times have they done? I mean, let's review just just a few off the top of my head here. Ever after with Drew Barrymore. Yeah. It was a retelling of Cinderella. Well, um, Into the Woods, which just came out, which we covered not too long ago. Right. On the I mean, show. How Did many we cover times? That one? I don't remember. We, we talked about it for the for the for the Oscar cast. We'll hit it again. Yeah. We'll hit, oh, trust me, we'll hit it again. Yeah, have me back for that one. Hey, you want to be on the musical I've, episode? I've too? seen that sure. goddamn movie three times now oh, because I it keep getting pulled back. <laughs> that movie's not good. 
I haven't seen it, but I know the I stage just, production isn't good. I don't know what they hope to achieve by rehashing Listen, the animated... If you want to watch a live-action version of Cinderella that's good, mm-hmm. go find Jim Henson's The Storyteller. Yes! Okay? Exactly. On it, I don't remember what it's called, but it starts with an S, and it's really weird. It's the actual telling, and you get John Hurt to narrate the whole damn thing, and it's Perfect. awesome. Perfect. Storyteller. Best fairy Perfect. tale thing ever. There you go. Don't, and don't do the gun. Greek one. Yep. So my biggest worry about this Cinderella movie is, are they going to just keep remaking their old cartoons into live Sounds action? like it. Sounds and like as soon it. as I said that, someone goes, they're making Beauty and the Beast. I told you that, didn't I? Yeah. I think it, the, they're, yeah sometimes, and they've sometimes I wonder why that, we're but... friends. Because you keep giving <laughs> me bad I news. Because I do this to you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Bill, how's your day going? Oh, pretty good. Want me to fuck it up for you? <laughs> Guess, Guess what? what? Beauty and the one. Beast. They're doing a live-action version of The Lion King. What? what? <laughs> Why? Because of the world unite. They're <laughs> thinking back to 1994 when it made them money. They want more money. <laughs> they, they said to themselves, hey, can we get lions to go to the right actual places? In <laughs> <laughs> what they don't show off-screen are the grips who have steak <laughs> tied to their bodies. Now stay. Now stay. <laughs> How long do we need them to stay there? I don't know. We'll CG it in. Yeah. I don't know. I guess, to me, when 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 a uh, powerhouse like Disney suddenly has to go back into their catalog and, and rehash old material, it, isn't that like one of the signs of the apocalypse? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> okay. And, and listen, I really like Beauty and the Beast. Okay. Oh, yeah. I think it has some of the best songs in most of the Disney catalog. Uh, Belle is a great character. Gaston Mm -hmm. is a fantastic villain for what he is because he's not outright evil. He's just a hunter. And the relationship between Lumiere and Cogsworth is hilarious. Hilarious. The Beast is a complex character who isn't really the hero, who isn't really the villain. Mm -hmm. And Belle actually saves him. Yep. Oh, my God. Oh, the female character saves the male. Oh, <gasps> it totally copied Frozen. Totally <laughs> copied Frozen. Uh, have you heard about the casting stuff for Beauty and the Beast? I've heard yep. Emma Watson. Emma Watson's yep. been confirmed for a while. She's playing Belle. Listen, and then um, the listen. dude from Downton Abbey. Who's, who's uh, Dan Stevens. Yep. Yeah, Stevens. Dan Stevens is playing the Beast, okay. and Lu- Luke Evans is Gaston. <laughs> Who's Luke Evans? He was uh, bard. bard in The Hobbit. Yep. Oh, Bard, not the Bard. Excuse me. Oh God. Um. <laughs> yeah. Listen, listen. I'm gonna piss some people off here. Okay. Can we trust Emma Watson? Nope. Because I know about nine movies. No, a ten movies she's in. Eight of them are Harry Potter, so she better know <laughs> that character. Um, the next one is The Bling Ring, which isn't a good movie at all. And the last one is This Is The End, where she has a cameo where she plays herself. The only actor from the Harry Potter series who's redeemed themselves in my eyes is Daniel Radcliffe. Uh, He's done some good stuff. What's that? He what, is what, a fine actor. Watch uh, Wild Target. Watch Horns. No, no, Horns no, no, no. is good. No, I'm, I'm not, Horns no. was awesome. Uh, the, the guy who plays um, 
Weasley. Is oh, uh, Rupert Grant. Yeah, he played Watch Wild Target. It has okay. uh, Emily Blunt, Bill. Is it Nighy or Nye? Yeah, I don't. I don't Nighy. know how to pronounce his I think, name. I I've think always it's Nighy. I think it's Nighy. I love Bill Nye, the science guy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Bill, Bill Nighy plays a, an aging assassin who's sent to kill Emily Blunt, and okay. Rupert Ever. Is it Rupert Everett? Grint. Grint is there, yeah. and um, he oh, kind of oh, takes oh, him oh. under his wing because he has natural talent. And he's hmm. fucking hilarious because he keeps accidentally killing people or hurting All them. Right. He like Let's check it out. Some guy tries to jump him in like the bathtub, and he steals his gun and accidentally shoots his ear off. And he goes, "Oh God, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Here, put it on ice." <laughs> and and Bill Nye just keeps going. That's amazing talent. This is fantastic. <laughs> it's, it's a great movie. Um. So, so I found this article, and it says, or who, "Now we know our stars and being the beast." Who should play the demonic talking objects? <laughs> Linda Blair as the dresser. So, uh, we've got this are, apparently Emma Thompson has been cast as Mrs. Potts. Uh, oh. So that. So there's that. But wait, here's wait, what they, here's, is Angela Lansbury not still alive? She's still alive. <laughs> she's still alive. I would be down with her reprising that role. Yeah, why isn't she reprising her role? And also, yeah. again, the problem with this is we're about uh, twenty years too late for Bruce Campbell to play the part he was born to play. Gaston. Yeah. Well, the, the suggestions here are Sasha Baron Cohen as Lumiere. Okay. Yeah. 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 Martin Freeman as Cogsworth. Please. <laughs> Please. I like it. Please. I like it. And I don't get this one. Eddie Redmayne as Chip. What? No. <laughs> uh. No. Who's Eddie Redmayne? Uh, the guy who just won the Oscar for playing uh, oh, Stephen yeah. Hawking. That's right. He apparently let's, let's follow he it turned, up. He turned down the roles of both Beast and Gaston, apparently. Listen, oh. that's that's my other thing. Let's talk about one of the main characters of the film. The Beast, if he's mm-hmm. CG, I quit. He will be. <laughs> he needs to be practical. And also, why don't we have Ron Perlman play him? Right? <laughs> uh, because Lyndall Hamilton is way too old now to play his beauty. Don't, don't need her. Don't need her. <laughs> Wow, there's a why, throwback. Why, 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 while we're at it, why don't we just make the Beast look like Hellboy? And let's call it Hellboy 3. Okay. <laughs> yeah, let's just throw out the whole beauty I mean, part. Yeah, let's just call the Beast. Let's just call it Selma Hellboy. Blair. Selma Blair, Selma. Hellboy 3. Uh, get uh, Del Toro to direct. Yeah, can, can Del there Toro, you go. Can Del Toro direct this? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this will finance Pacific Rim 2. That no I would go see. Yeah. And you know, uh, instead of Lumiere, let's just get... Um, Doug Jones, and let's make it uh, instead of a candlestick uh, amphibian character. We're there good. you go. We're good. Yeah. Okay, let's make a movie. And instead of Gaston, let's make them Nazis. Yeah, and let's have a topless scene. I'm for it. The Top- best part is you can still set the movie in France. I don't know. <laughs> no, you really could. <laughs> and instead of a flower, they're fighting over. It's an angel that the Nazis have brainwashed. Cool. Can we get Lobster oh, Johnson oh. in there too? Oh, can we have Tilda Swinton be the angel? I don't see why not. Because that was the best part of Constantine. Yes. Yes. Done. 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 All right. We call it Beauty and the Beast. Hellboy 3. All right. We're making, we're making magic. <laughs> why aren't we getting paid for this? I, honestly, that right there is why I decided to do a podcast. Because <laughs> we would come up with this shit. Well, now we have it on like recording, so if this happens, we can say that it was us. Oh, yeah, yeah. no, I'm going to start you... throwing all my ideas in recordings. They can't touch me, though. Do you guys want to hear something funny? What? Mm-hmm. According to IMDb, uh, Emma Watson was previously set to star in another 
Beauty and the Beast film that was set to be directed by Del Toro. <laughs> so, question: <laughs> Why isn't Del Toro doing all fairy tales Period. for the rest of ever? Pan's Forever. Labyrinth. Pan's Labyrinth. Pan's Labyrinth. Listen, that man, do no Brilliant. wrong. Do no wrong. Brilliant. 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 Hellboy. Brilliant. Well, Hellboy. Jay Fosgett knows Doug Jones, so maybe he can pull some strings. Listen. The only thing you need to know is if the, somebody in there starts, like, moving their hands around in a rotation motion, that's Doug Jones, okay? Yeah. You, you can find Doug Jones by going, like, moving your fingers and around in a circle. Every yep. movie he's in, he does it. Yep. Fun. Oh, hey. Doug um, Jones. I found something else to wrap up our Disney talk. Okay. Uh, Toy Story 4 stuff. Have you heard about this? Oh. Listen, yeah. Well, I'm pissing people off. I was not a fan of Toy Story 3. Okay. I was That's excited cool. to I... see it, and most of you guys go, oh, Bill, he's always on the anti-hype train. No, I was really excited to see it. My problem was about halfway through, I said, wait a minute, I've seen this movie before, except instead of toys, they were appliances, and it was called The Brave Little Toaster. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love that movie. It's yeah, a, it's... it's a B-movie. <gasps> it's a B-movie You're show. You're right. And instead of the incinerator, they have the... Wait, no, they do have the giant magnet. Yep. Yes, they do. They have a giant magnet instead of an incinerator. Uh-huh. And instead of a big choppy thing, it's an incinerator. And you know what? You go, oh, but there's a whole plot line of them at the daycare. What do you think the, the dude's apartment with the 80s techno stuff was? Yep. I'm sorry. Toy Story 3 was the brave little toaster. That was my problem with it. Well, and to relate it back to an earlier topic, Bill, it was the perfect ending for the franchise. Yes. They couldn't... It Like Alien 3... Couldn't let it go. <laughs> Couldn't and let what? it And they said, John Lasseter, who's directing it, he said, uh, this will not be a continuation of the end of Toy Story 3. Huh. This so... will be a, it says this is going to be a romantic comedy, a love story. What? And it will, it will not put much focus on the interaction between the characters and children. What? So, so going, going on with the whole Disney Otta ideas, remember when the brainchild was Pixar? Yeah, and you know how Pixar is doing nothing but sequels now. Yep, uh-huh. I'm, I'm worried. Cars, yeah, I'm really worried. Oh, Why it's... is Cars getting a second sequel? Oh. And Incredibles doesn't have one. Uh, uh, at this point, at this point, I don't want Incredibles to have a sequel, so they don't fuck it up. Now, Why is now Finding it's... Nemo getting a sequel? Actually, the more I look into it, that one doesn't seem so bad. Okay, wouldn't it be a fourth sequel? I mean, isn't or third, whatever. Isn't airplanes or planes technically a car oh, sequel? Oh, shoot me Let's in the honest. head. I forgot about that one. <laughs> uh. No, the, the Finding Dory is Dory trying to find her family. Okay. It's I'll not, go see it. It's not like Dory's getting lost and they're trying to yeah, go find her. Tr- no. She's trying to kind of like find who she is. Like, But she you from. brought up a good point. We need, we need the Incredibles back. We need the Parr family back. Yes, because, mm. listen, I again, like I, when I always say I'm, I'm willing to eat crow on a subject, I was excited for The Incredibles, but when it came out, I was like, I don't know if I want to see it. I'm kind of superheroed out. Yep. My girlfriend, my wife now, at the time was like, hey, let's go see it. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Sat down. I was like, oh, this was easily top five superhero movie of all freaking time. Totally. Mm-hmm. The style, the music, the story. Totally. Oh, I love that movie. And yep. there's always that one part in, in the classic Pixar's that make you want to cry. Mm-hmm. That one made me want to cry when he goes, I'm not strong enough if I lose you again. Mm-hmm. Got the hearts. Got yep. the hearts. Great got the heart. Syndrome is a great fucking villain. He's a fantastic <laughs> villain. <laughs> My name is Earl is playing a villain in that movie. <laughs> now, I always thought of uh, 
Uh, oh shit! What was his name in Mallrats? I can't remember his name in Mallrats. Yeah. That's why I had to go with my name. With him. There you go. Fair enough. Fair enough. Hey, funny story. LB watched Jason the unwatchable Lee. version. Jason Lee. Jason Lee. Thank LB, you. LB watched the bad version of Mallrats and hates it. Oh. <laughs> he was like, I watched the un the unwatchable cut, and it's terrible. I'm like, that's why it's called the unwatchable cut. Watchable you cut. Yeah. Don't watch that one. I love Mallrats. It's a bad movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not a good movie. No. But it's a Kevin Smith film. Well, I mean, yep. when your and star actor is one of the London twins, <laughs> you know. Strike one. Strike one. Yeah. yeah. Strike one. So, anyway, my final thought on Disney is they better come out with something new and original here soon, or... We're in trouble. We're in trouble. Yeah? Wait, 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 wait. Dan, let's be honest. Besides the handful of Pixar films, has Disney really ever had anything original since Mickey Mouse... I mean, everything's been based off of fairy well, tales. He has a point. I mean, True. Lion King. Is well, I guess, I mean, at least those were, yeah, yeah. like, I'd love them to stop redoing their own shit. Basically. Right. Okay, look, I guess look, that's yeah. what I meant. Look, yeah, stop doing their own stuff. And if you do come up with something original, like the villain from The Princess and the Frog, don't misuse him. Oh, I haven't seen that one. They don't. have a great villain, voiced by Keith David. He's awesome. He fits into the lore of the South and voodoo, mm -hmm. and it's beautiful, and they don't do anything with him. Nothing. It's painful, because you're like, this is a cool villain. For no reason at all. We didn't need a backstory. We just needed him to do more stuff. Yep. Because, mm -hmm. again, he just like, I'm going to fuck with you because I can. Yep. They sound like Goliath the whole time, so it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We're going to take a break. We'll be back with a very special, <laughs> special final final segment of the show. Take it easy, everybody. Listen to the tunes. Relax. First rule about being an alien fan, don't talk we about don't Prometheus. We don't talk about Prometheus. Second rule? <laughs> we don't talk about Prometheus. First rule about being a Maleficent fan? We don't talk about Maleficent! We got it. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the very first episode of, and probably the only one, but hey, Trek Off. This is going to be a... Yep, don't know that. Uh, this is going to be a, uh, a special. This is We actually were thinking about doing this well before this happened, but you know, in light of recent events with, with Leonard Nimoy, uh, we are going to have a little, uh, first of all, this is an educational experience for myself. I'll be taking notes so I can know what the fuck this is. <laughs> I know absolutely negative information about Star Trek. I know Kirk. I know of Kirk. I know of Picard. I know of Spock. I know of Scotty. That's it. Um, so we're going to have three people who know very much more than I do talk about some Star Trek stuff. What we're going to do this is... I have uh, six topics to talk about. We're going to go through each one, give each person a chance to uh, talk about them, and try to basically decide, well, make their decision about uh, each of them. So, and uh, make me more educated. That's <laughs> what this is all about, right? So, I'll assign points. They don't matter. This is like whose line is it anyway? I'll just assign them arbitrarily. And uh, <laughs> this is going to be fun. This is going to be something. This is going so, to be worse than... Fucking nemesis. Oh. You had to yep, say that. Yep, I don't know that. what that is.
Okay, so getting us started off. The first topic of discussion, pretty straightforward. Which is the best Star Trek film? And this can be from the original the or the newer movies, none of which I know anything about. So Don't start with me. Don't start with me. Don't do it. Alright, we're gonna start with Eric. Oh man. But you can also explain why you think it's the best one. So. Okay. Um crap. <laughs> That's like asking me which 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 organ I like best. Um, okay, I can tell you which one I didn't like. I'll start with the one I liked the least. How's that? Oh, is that a question later, Birch? That's the next question. Oh, is it? Okay, yeah. then I won't start with that. Well, if, um, you, want, if you want, we can... No, make, no, no, it's okay, it's okay. Okay. Um, okay, so of the original Star Trek movies, I'd have to say... Well, the first one, just because... How oh, you like the first one the most? Uh, see, that's that's so hard. No, no, I, I'm not. I'm, 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 I, well, now, okay, now so I want to hear your your reasoning. This sounds awesome. But I mean, Wrath of Khan is very good. Yes, I love Wrath of Khan. It's the one that everybody thinks of because of the Khan reference. Um, but you know, the first one isn't half bad because they hadn't gotten into the 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 actors trying to direct and write the movies yet. Um, I actually like the first one too. So I'm okay. First one's not bad. Of the next gen movies, I'd have to say that Insurrection is probably my favorite. Really? Okay. Um, not to discount First Contact because it's a great film, great film. But Insurrection has, for me, the tone of the entire series of the Next Generation in it. The, you know, acceptance, the, the struggle for survival, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, without getting too wordy. Um, I, I loved the reboot movies. Star Trek and Star Trek Into Darkness. I, I was so happy when those came out. I don't count them as part of the original canon, but I still love them. Overall, my favorite, if I had to pick one to watch over and over again, First Contact. Cool. Okay. Do you want to? Yeah. You want to say why? Because you're trying to win Birch's points here. Well, here's why. First of all, uh, it's a great story uh, about uh, them dealing with the Borg again. Which, if you don't know anything about the Borg, you might want to get a little educated um, because this is kind of the pinnacle of Picard dealing with his PTSD after his experience with what the Borg did to him. Also, Alice Krieger as the Borg Queen. Pretty great. Is she is fantastic. And her interactions with Data are some of my favorite parts of that entire movie. And then the comic the comic line that they run through it with them trying to convince Ephraim Cochran <laughs> to to continue his work on the Phoenix and the fact that they actually gave Deanna Troy a moment to be funny. So those are my reasons why if I had to pick one to watch over and over again, I would go with First Contact. It's a good one. It's a good one. Yep. Yep. 
Great. Um, I'll withhold points alignments so, till we're in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's fine. That's fine. So, um, let's jump to Bill. You good for yours? I'm good. I just didn't want to go first because they're gonna piss off people. <laughs> okay, piss away. The best Star Trek movie, hands down. Galaxy Quest. <laughs> oh, Bill, <laughs> you yes. man. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Because not only. <laughs> Is it an amazing Star Trek movie? Oh my god. It is also a look behind the curtains of the real life. One character is complaining because he's a theatrically trained actor. Like, I don't know. Picard? Was? Oh no! Or the fact that, you know, everyone was playing these characters from the originals and how they hated each other and how this is after their prime and they're forced to do conventions the whole time. <laughs> and then you add this whole plotline of the three amigos where they get to go off into space and play those parts. Oh, on top of that, you have Tim Allen, Sigourney Weaver, Alan Rickman, uh, Tony Shalhoub, Sam Rockwell plays Guy Crewman number 57, who is only famous because he's killed by the monster to show that the commercial, before the commercial break, to say that the situation is serious. Later on, they're on a different planet, and they come up with the plan that makes him get killed, and he freaks out. Best movie ever. Okay? Oh, my God. I do just answer the phone. Yeah. Sigourney <laughs> Weaver, play, like, all these cliches are coming to life, and they're making fun of it, and it's fantastic. Tim Allen's great. Alan Rickman plays is playing Leonard Nimoy pretty much, who hated saying "live long and prosper forever," and he hates saying "by Graptar's hammer." What a savings! <clears throat> Galaxy Quest, hands down, best Star Trek film. Knocks them all out of the water. It has everything that all the good ones have: the fight, the great villains, the idea of Wrath of Khan, the person like the personal revenge story, the interactions between the two. Between Tim Allen and, oh god, what's his name? I don't remember. And the Thermians. The people who built all of it are the best characters ever. Tony Shalhoub plays this cracked out high guy the whole time who's laughing because he doesn't know if it's uh, real uh, or not. Uh. Which, by the way, if we ever go to a convention, guys, we're going as Thermians and talking about the historical documents. Uh, the only thing Galaxy Quest did not have was animatronic whales. Yes, that's true, but it did have the rock monster Shatner always wanted. That's true, okay. So, suck it. Galaxy Quest, best Star Trek movie. Oh my god. I'll take it. <laughs> LB, what you got? I have no idea how to follow that up. That's why you should have with me last. I, I guess we'll just, I'll just kind of ignore Bill completely, and, <laughs> as usual. As usual. And, and build off what Eric was saying. Uh, I think the first Star Trek film... Um, obviously it, it took the film, it, it's what took Star Trek from being a campy TV series to a visually, visually striking, um, series of films as far as, awesome. I don't know, it, it just looks completely different in a good way. Yeah. And yeah. It, it's the most, I would almost say it's the most cinematic of, even of the later films that it, it beats those. Um, but as far as story goes, first contact, uh, definitely the best. It has the best. I'd say performances from the generations, uh, generation, and yep, I, yeah. Uh, I'm not sure there's much else I can say about it. Um, so there you go. But it doesn't have Alan Rickman. Well, you know what, Bill? or Sam Rockwell. 
But Alrighty. they just have Alice Krieger. Yeah. That's uh, all I'm saying. Touche. Tony. So I, I think the way I'm going to do this, we I'm going to assign... your help. <laughs> I'm going to assign a points on a one to three basis, three being the most, because it's the highest. Uh, and I'm going to give three points to Bill, because I've seen it. <laughs> yep. Uh, and you guys both get two, because you had good explanations. <laughs> I hope so you're right, right now, I hope let's, you're let's just, like, everybody just, like, take note that the winner of the truck off right now is a, not even a goddamn Star Trek movie. <laughs> so. Wow. Oh. Uh. Season worst fitting. I'm, I'm sorry, but it, it, that movie is just so fantastic. I wanted to watch it tonight, but I had to do this fucking podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like it's been such a burden. It has. It oh, is. God. I need all right. all the time. So let's go to the other end of the spectrum. What's the worst of the Star Trek films? Ooh. Who do you want to start with? Yeah. Uh, Bill, you start us off. Okay, the worst Star Trek film, hands down. And I, I feel really bad saying this. Because God rest his soul. Rest in peace, buddy. Live long and prosper. Search for Spock is mm. fucking terrible. See, at the end of Rathacon, Spock sacrifices himself to save the ship. Mm. And they jettison his body onto a planet that was just born. It's this really great send-off. And, like, everybody on set and crew thought, oh, man, this is... We're going we're, we're gonna to miss Nimoy. He's not going to come back. There's this great behind-the-scenes video of Shatner saying, you know, I was really broken up about it, and I, I gave him a big going-away party. And then when I saw the movie, there was this whole scene where he, like, he's talking to Bones, and some shit happens, and I was like, you motherfuckers. And it just felt like this big, ego-stroking film, and it just, ugh, nothing happens in it. Let me tell you why this movie's bad. Your movie's so bad that Christy Allen doesn't want to come back. Okay? Yeah. And you completely misuse a great actor as your villain. That's right. Doc Brown was playing the Klingon war chief, and he does nothing the whole movie, and it's pathetic. Only for it to be this whole ego-stroking thing that, oh, we found Spock so we can bring him back. Nothing happens in that film. It was fucking boring and terrible. Okay? It was bad. If I could cut one film out, it'd be that one. And that says something when you later on watch the rest of them. Because in second place is Genesis. Yeah. The movie that kills Kirkhoff, and everyone got upset that they killed Kirkhoff, so they killed him off oh. in a more pussy way. Generations. Generations. Oh, what, what did I say? Genesis. Genesis. What the fuck is Genesis? The uh, planet. Terminator. <laughs> Genesis. Yeah, no, Genesis <laughs> is the planet they sent yeah, they Spock made, to. Yeah, I was, I was, I was talking about, no, Generations is in close to yeah. place. Generations is pretty awful. Generations, I mean, that movie suffers because they have another amazing villain. Um, was it Ian McDonough? Uh, Ian Mc, uh, 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 no, uh, McDowell. 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 Malcolm McDowell. McDowell. Yeah, what was I thinking? Malcolm McDowell, amazing. He's great in the movie. Completely misused Kirk, though. Yep. So, that's second place. First place. Time is the fire in which we all burn. Yes. Yep. Yep. Yes. Yes. But search for Spock, because nothing happens in it. You misuse a great actor as your villain, that nothing happens in it, and Christy Alley didn't come back. That's how bad that movie was, okay? I'm done. I'm out. Peace. <laughs> and there goes a the mic drop. And uh, boom, boom. Drop it back in. Let's. Uh, I'm here from LB. I'd say it's a three-way tie. If you say between, Final Frontier, I'm a bitch slap you. Between Final Frontier. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, and then the two newest films. 
Listen. Oh. Yeah. Oh. And here, oh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What, what does oh, God need a here's my. I think Final Frontier. I just as a movie, it's bad. It's it bad. Need, it it's needed bad. a rock monster. Bad. That's all it needed. It's just a bad movie. Um, it just sort of. I mean, there's a lot of nitpicky things I can get into about how it's just wrong in within the Star Trek universe. But again, it's just a bad movie. The newer Star Trek films, I'd say, are pretty good movies as movies. But for all their big, showy, uh, blockbuster special effects and even their witty, uh, if you can call it witty, uh, humorous dialogue and everything else, it's perfectly entertaining. But it completely ignores everything that made Star Trek Star Trek, mm. as far as being you know culturally significant sort of thing um as far as trying to make some sort of statement about uh the human condition the, the human exactly uh it just ignores gene roddenberry's vision uh, vision yeah exactly so thank you <laughs> yeah no i, I see where you're going with that I, I think they're perfectly enjoyable movies but i just think they're not good star trek movies that's that's, that's fair. fair that's very fair. yeah very fair. fuck you on final frontier just need a giant rock monster <laughs> oh. all right that's all I had to say. Eric? Uh, for me, it is a dead heat between The Voyage Home... <laughs> oh, my God, really? ...and um, Nemesis. Okay. Oh, Nemesis was bad. Nemesis <laughs> Tom suffered... Nemesis suffered because they brought in somebody to direct it who didn't know Star Trek The Next Generation. That was the problem with that movie, was it was in the hands of the wrong people... The script was awful. They had characters doing things that characters would never do. Ever, ever, ever. And the whole... But Ron Perlman's in it. Yeah, Ron Perlman's in it, whatever. And well, he, he doesn't helps. say anything, so it doesn't matter. He doesn't, well, he kind of does. He doesn't say anything. And the whole let's clone Picard thing had already been tackled significantly and, 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 and well enough in the seven seasons of... Star Trek The Next Generation, so it just kind of felt like, for them to go out on that note, I wish I wish they would have ended with Insurrection, because it's a far better movie. Voyage Home. <laughs> uh, it's the joke movie, come on. Nuclear Wessels. Nuclear Wessels. And, and, and the whales, and the, the, the girl that he falls in love with, I, I don't, it's just... Everything about that movie just, uh, it's it's bad. But I, I, you know, Final Frontier ranks up there as well. I think is number three. So I'm gonna have to get Quentin Crump on here so he can defend Final Frontier with me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. Voyage Home is really just Back to the Future. It really is. <laughs> it really is. Except I mean, they're the watching assholes Spock... who steal the whales, so they <laughs> yeah. don't have the whales in the future. Those fuckers. But watching <laughs> Spock walk around in a headband, and I mean, they even they even did that in Star Trek Voyager, where they sent the crew back to the 1990s with Sarah fucking Silverman as a guest star. Thank you very little. Oh. Yeah. Do we do we remember that episode? <laughs> Wait, you said Voyager. Yeah. Oh, I only watch good shows. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Voyager. Whatever. Anything like better when it was called Lost in Space. What's up? Ooh, oh, Space did it better. I liked it better when it was called MST3K. Whoa. Oh. Except they watched funny movies. There was nothing yeah. funny about Voyager. 
Well, no, there wasn't. So anyway, yeah, moments. for me, it's a it's a dead heat between Nemesis and and uh, Voy- Voyage Home. Okay, I'm gonna yeah. throw LB at the three points for this one for that real talk in the new movies. <laughs> I had, I had re- honestly every time I talk about these movies, somebody's telling me that they're God's gift to the world. So, yeah, I I was good to hear another perspective, and you guys get two each. Sweet, LB and I are tied. Eric, yep. Eric, you're fucking up. I'm lagging. <laughs> I'm lagging. All right, so. Changing it up, but still kind of similar. Talk to me about the best episode of Star oh. Trek. Oh, shit. Oh. Welcome, motherfuckers. Oh. How could you oh, oh, ask oh. this? This, oh. this is this is tough. Oh, I have to do some research real quick. Hold on. Okay, no, I got well, it. I got it. No, I got I just, it. I remember I'm going. No, the, I'm going. I, I'm going. Right. I got to remember names of the episode. I don't All know right. what it's called, but it's it's Deep Space Nine. It's the episode where they go back in time. And it's intercut with footage from the original series. Trouble and Tribulations. Uh, yes! Yes, Trials and tri- Tribulations. Yes. Yep. That episode is by far the best. Just, I mean, it's one of the best series to begin with, DS9. And then you have them interacting with the original series, so there's all that nostalgia going on. And it just, I think it works perfectly. As it, It's just good. It's a good episode. It's a good episode. That's it. Cool. Plus, I'm a sucker uh, for time travel. So... <laughs> Let me hear from Eric. Okay, well, he talked about DS9, so I feel that it's only uh, apropos that I talk about Next Gen because that's the one I cut my teeth on. Um, for me, it's it's a it's a oh, it's so hard. There's the best of both worlds, which is the episode, the two story episode arc where. Um, Picard is abducted by the Borg and turned into Locutus. Locutus of Borg. Locutus of Borg. Because it brings in somebody else to run the Enterprise and how the crew reacts to it. Plus, it's a really good... It gives it gives more depth to Picard as a character later on in the series. And like I said, him in um, First Contact that being kind of his closure with that whole thing. Um, the other one is the episode arc of The Chain of Command. Uh, which season did that happen in? Five? So it's a two-part episode in which Picard, Worf, and um, Crusher... Sixth season. Sixth season, thank you. Yep. Um, go undercover on a Romulan mission, but they end up getting um they end up getting attacked by the Cardassians, not Kim. <laughs> no, no, the the nicer of the two. The nicer of the two. The spoonheads. The spoonheads. And um the interplay between David Warner, who plays uh Gall Madrid. Gall yes. And Picard that whole thing where he's being tortured and the there are four lights. Which by that, the, by the way, David Warner uh, Birch is the 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 doctor from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yep. Okay. okay. Oh yep. yeah. Oh yes. I know. Yeah, I've seen him in a lot of stuff. Brilliant, sure. brilliant actor, and great. it's some of the best writing that yeah. Star Trek: The Next Gen saw. Plus, it. I love 
uh, I don't know, it's hard for me to describe, but it's the first time we see Deanna Troy forced to be an officer in the entire series. She's one of my favorite characters. I met Marina Sirtis. She's a, she's an awesome woman. Um, and anytime they kind of force her out of her comfort zone, I love it. But yeah, Chain of Command and Best of Both Worlds, and then The Inner Light. Yes. Which is the episode where Picard gets hit by a strange beam from a satellite. And in the span of five minutes, he lives an entire lifetime based off the memories of this extinct civilization. And that one hits me in the feels every time. So I think those are my three favorite best episodes of Next Gen. Rocket. Drop mic. And Bill, pick it up. Okay, so this is... I had to tell you a little story here before we get in there to understand me. <laughs> I grew up... My family loved The Next Generation. But as I was a youngin', I didn't really care for it. I went out and played with turtle toys instead because it was a little over my head. You know, I'm not going to lie. It was. Uh, but I really got back into Trek with um, one of the best things G4 ever did, which was the Spock market. <laughs> in which you bought... <laughs> Uh, stock in a, uh, like a, a stock market thing. I remember that. Where the episode would affect certain currency. In which, if you bought red shirts, if a red shirt was killed, that means stock went up because they had to take it in and it cost more money. If phasers were blown up, they would go down. If Kirk didn't sleep with a lady, Kirk stock would, uh, Kirk stock would go down. <laughs> it's stuff like that. So I watched a bunch of the old, the original series. But then, you know, I, I moved on to the next generation and it comes down to two episodes in particular for the best. The first one, since we've already talked about it, is The Best of Both Worlds. Mm-hmm. Part one, not part two. Because part two kind of wrapped it up too much like a nice little bow for me. For what the situation was, it was just, eh, it's too good. It's too too clean. Part two, part one ended on such a good cliffhanger that you're just like, whoa, what? Mm-hmm. With, with, you know, Picard addressing the Enterprise as the Puchus of Borg. Great. Fantastic. Love it. Mwah. The other one from the original series is Mirror Mirror. Yep. Mirror Mirror is when Kirk wakes up in the alternate universe with Spock and the goatee. And <laughs> it is, uh, the Federation isn't a Federation, it's a dictator. It's a, it's, you know, a harsh dictatorship or whatever, and he has to kind of fake his way through it and try to figure out a way back, and it's him without McCoy or Scotty or anybody. It's just Kirk, and it's, it, I like it because it's a very Kirk-focused episode, which you could say all the original series are Kirk, but no, Kirk leans on a lot of people, right? Kirk is only as good as McCoy and Scotty and, 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 and Spock and so on and so forth, you know? And this is him by himself, and it shows him kind of figure things out and go, okay, this is why he's the captain. But also because it opens a nice can of worms that is sadly never really fully fleshed out again about the idea of there's other universes, and anything could happen. And I like it. And I'm still waiting for Star Trek Three, directed by J.J. Abrams, where something terrible happens and Spock decides to grow a goatee and you find out that's the start of the Mirror Universe. <laughs> what? What? You know, kind of riffing off that idea, Bill, not to go on a tangent, but anytime they take characters out of their preset comfort zone, it always made for more interesting episode fodder for me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going with Mirror Mirror because... I mean, you you covered the best of both worlds, and, yep. and I, I like part one more. Just part two wrapped up 
to well and i don't think it i don't think it gets perfectly wrapped up until first contact but again it's just it's too clean for what the situation should true true yeah my my expectations were way too high and what what i got was and we wrapped it up because that's the season finale or you know the the start of the new season or i don't remember what it was the start of the new season yeah Yeah. and that crisis is over kind of thing so i'm going with mirror mirror because of the influences it has not only on trek but other things i mean the darkest timeline with Abed from Community. What? There we go. So mirror, mirror. <laughs> bing, bing, bingo, bango, bongo. There you go. Cool. And because of that, I will give three points to Eric because he hit the best of both worlds. And it ties it up because you both got two now. <laughs> and I like that. I like the tie. So. So we're all tied up. Other end of the spectrum. Worst episode. Jesus Christ. Yes. I have. <laughs> I have the perfect one. There's too many. I have the perfect one. I just got to figure out what it's called. Oh, hold on, yeah, I got to find it real quick because when I when I uh... is th- is that what it's called? I think that's what it's called. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's it. I think that's what it's called. I'm not sure. Let me go back and find out. <laughs> Shoot, where is it? Uh, yeah, I think that's what it is. Okay. Can we just say that uh, Enterprise was the worst episode ever? As a series? <laughs> I, I actually kind of liked it. <laughs> okay. You know, only because it was this kind of like, we're trying to make things, but we're really bad at it. Yeah. And also, I'm a bigger fan of Farscape, and it was kind of getting for a Farscape feel. Okay, there you go. Farscape. Best Star Trek episode. <laughs> this is a hard question, Birch. This is a very hard question. Yeah. That's what it's there for. I'm not, I can't give any handicaps. Does Jeopardy do that? No. Nope. No. I just gotta figure out which episode it is. Shoot. I mean, there's there's the Voyager one threshold. Oh. Uh, Paris rapidly evolves or devolves into another yeah. creature. Oh boy. That one was pretty awful. See, my issue with with Voyager, since we haven't talked about it yet, um, I like the first three seasons of Voyager. I like the way it was going. I like the way it was set up. And then they got rid of Cass and brought on the sex appeal. AKA Seven of Nine. Yeah. And then basically it devolved into episodes about Cass, or excuse me, Seven of Nine and uh, uh, Janeway having a weird lesbian relationship. <laughs> and then the other handful of, of episodes were uh, Paris and Kim bromance episodes. And then they kept having mid season retcons. And I was just like, all right, I'm done with this. I'm over it. I'm done. Done. Oh, here it is. I figured it out. I washed my hands of these. Yep. Yep. I think this is the one. Amazingly, uh, pubescent, uh, pre-pubescent, pubescent, post-pubescent, whatever. Uh, 
preteen LB loved uh, Voyager when Seven of Nine was introduced. Yeah, Couldn't a lot tell of you why. Pre- <laughs> a lot of preteen boys liked it when Seven of Nine was introduced. So yeah. that's when I started watching. There you go. All right, I have mine picked out. Okay. Um, you haven't gone first in a little bit. Let me hear yours first. All right. So mine comes from. Season 7 of Star Trek The Next Generation. It's an episode called Genesis. And, uh, basically... Nope. (laughs) They lose a, uh... They lose a photon torpedo in this weird asteroid field. And, let's see, Picard and Data go chasing after it. And when they come back to the ship, everyone on the ship has de-evolved into um, these weird creatures. It's like, okay, so Spot the cat turns into iguana. Uh, Counselor Troy turns into a frog woman. And Riker turns into this hairy beast thing. It's terrible. Like like Mario Brothers movie? Yes. that kind of de-evolution? That kind of de-evolution. It's terrible writing. It was awful makeup effects. And even the cast in the uh, audio commentary agree that Genesis was one of the worst episodes they ever did. And, yeah, it's, it's, it's just awful. Awful, 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 awful. Uh, so that's mine. Seven? Season 7, Genesis. Wow. Yeah. It's only like season you, 1 you episode. One? Do I have one? Yeah. Yes, it's from Voyager. Ah. It's Distant Origin, in which they find this species called the Voth, and they find out later that it was evolved from a hadrosaur. Yep. And I went, the fuck you say? And didn't finish it and kind of blocked it out of my memory because I went, no, uh uh-uh, not right. A goddamn dinosaur is a villain in the Star Trek Voyager series. Nope. Done. That's the rage quit moment. Uh Uh-uh. Not going to do it. Don't. Don't want it. Don't want it. Going to do it. Not going to do it. Not going to do it. Wouldn't be prudent. Wouldn't be prudent. (laughs) So there you go. That's all I got. I'm I'm sorry. It's it's such a raging moment that I just go, nope. Mm -mm, Moving on. Nope. Mm Okay. LB, top us off. Yeah, there's a lot of bad episodes, to be honest. <laughs> there's too many bad episodes. Um, I could have talked about a uh, generally considered bad episode that's not really a bad episode, but that's, that's a whole different topic. Um, it's, well, it's your personal point of view. What's the worst episode? Gosh. Now I'm intrigued. Yeah. I don't want to lose points because I don't come up with one. <laughs> I don't want to lose these arbitrary points. Go with uh, your gut feeling, man. <sighs> Use the boost to get through. Ah, <laughs> uh, shoot. You know, the worst Star Trek episode. There are so many. <laughs> I really can't come up with one. Um, let's just go with most. No. No, I got it. I can't. I can't come with one. There's too many. Typing. Uh, you know what? what is... I'll go with this. The first episode of Next Generation. Yeah. It's bad. Yep. <laughs> it, it is. It's boring. 
How did they and get off the ground? It's clearly I yeah. Um I believe one of the original cast members of you know, original series described uh after watching for a few episodes or maybe just the first one of Next Generation as like watching kids playing dress up. Yep. Mm-hmm. And obviously the later seasons kind of fixed that, but the first episode it was bad. They didn't know who they were. No. Let's talk about Troy the cheerleader. Beardless Riker. Beardless Riker. Get that man a beard stat. <laughs> I mean Riker was clearly just supposed to be a Kirk clone. Yeah. Um but, but he wasn't in charge, so he the didn't guidance have of to do. Picard. Right. And and again, the the main storyline of the episode I hardly remember, but it was about them encountering some giant life form, correct? Like giant space the, jellyfish. The mission to Farpoint, yeah. Farpoint yeah. station. But it also introduces Q and the Borg all at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. And not in a good way. Nope. At all. It's nope. Bad. Nope. There, I'm done. Tough well, list. I gotta say, uh, Bill, when you mentioned yours, everybody collectively sighed. So, <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think yours might win that one with the three. Uh, Fucking dinosaurs, man. Dinosaurs. That's yeah. It's, it's like bad. it's like CG monkeys. You go, excuse me. So, <laughs> just out of blatant curiosity, I just googled worst Star Trek episodes. Yeah. And um, I'm trying to get. It's one of these stupid things where you have to click through. Click through oh, all yeah. the way. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm down to number five out of twenty, but I'm getting uh, there. Did we make the list? Any of us? Uh, the, the one where Paris devolves is on there. Okay. Yeah. Um, the one I mentioned is on there. Hang on. Number two is Code of Honor from Next Generation. Oh, that's the one where they had Tasha Yar fighting in the cage. Oh. Oh, that was a terrible episode. That was blocked out of my memory. Okay, so the worst Star Trek episode ever comes from the original series called The Way to Eden. Is that the uh, one uh, where... Let's see... So, Way to Eden began life as America. Let's see. Because if they say it's the Mafia one, they're full of shit. A misguided religious guru with fantastic powers of persuasion leads a cult of followers in search for Eden. Remarkably similar to Star Trek V The Final Frontier, which, to be honest, says a lot right there. Ha! <laughs> hey, hey, what does that need a starship for? Okay? <laughs> so. Yeah, no, they don't elaborate on what it's about, but that, according to Google, is the worst Star Trek episode ever, The Way to Eden. Okay, I check that one out. Or, not. <laughs> or don't. Up next on the original series, The Way to Eden. Nope. Um, nope. Skip. <laughs> nope. Moving on. All right. All right. Um, let's talk about the captains. Uh, Who is your pick, Picard or Kirk? Oh. And you can use new Kirk if you want to. But why would you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Uh, um, I'll I'll give you guys like a second to think about it, and I think I'll start uh, this one out with uh, Bill. Kirk, Shatner, and a discussion. All right, moving on. Okay, <laughs> for real, for real. Okay, look, look at it. Let's 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 do it this way. You say Kirk, Picard, Kirk, Picard. Who did Picard need help for? Who 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 did Picard come running to when he was in trouble? Hmm. Kirk. 
Homeboy needed help from the one true captain of the Enterprise, Captain James Tiberius motherfucking Kirk. It's that's it, okay? Without Kirk, you don't get Picard. Kirk's that's so fair. much of a badass. That's, that's, that's fair. They needed to resurrect his ass to fall off a bridge to save the day. Mic dropped. <laughs> LB? I'm, I'm going to say Bill's wrong and dumb. <laughs> As usual. That's the argument. <laughs> As usual. Uh, Picard is clearly a better leader. Uh, he's more uh, level-headed. Um, I mean, if you had someone commanding your, your ship, who would you prefer? The guy who... Um, talks in a British accent, or the <laughs> the guy who uh, jumps on right. the shuttle and goes takes care of the mission himself. What if Kirk died? Then suddenly Spock's you don't have a control. captain. Spock's in Spock control. Spock goes on the missions too. Okay. Okay. Here, <laughs> like, well, let's, you wanna... this is the problem with all the Star Trek. They, they send both of their commanding officers on every on every trip. Yes. Is that yes. Oh, okay. Picard you does you it the why? smart way. You want to know why? Because they're no, goddamn badasses. <laughs> Picard sends Riker to do the dirty work because <laughs> Riker is, you know, more physically capable of doing the dirty work, but also because he's not as good of a leader as Picard. Picard knows that. Picard needs to stay on the ship, leading the shit. Okay, hold on. We want, we want, <laughs> you, want, you want to play a number game real quick because math is always right? How many movies does Kirk have? Oh, How many movies sake. does Picard have? How many good movies does Kirk have? How many bad movies does Picard have? A lot One. more then Kirk. One. How many episodes does Picard have? Right. I, I believe Picard has more screen time how, than Kirk, if you're going that way. How no. many bad episodes does Picard have? A few. How many bad spinoffs the same, does Picard say. have? How many good spinoffs does Kirk have? Oh, let me see. What do you mean? They all have the same amount of so spinoffs. Without, without Kirk, there would be no Picard. This is everything I wanted from this game show. <laughs> That's completely a moot point. <laughs> moot point? No, the moot point is Kirk is God, and he needs a starship. Tiebreaker, Eric? <laughs> yeah, well, unfortunately, I'm going to have to side with LB on this one. You don't want to go with Tim Allen's character? No, not a, not in this case. Best, best starship captain ever, um, Mal. Mal- Malcolm Reynolds. Malcolm I, Reynolds. I defer. I defer. Malcolm Reynolds. <laughs> but honestly, no. I have to go with Picard. I think the thing that Picard introduced as a captain was the need for... Four lights. Four lights. No, the the diplomacy. Picard did it better. To me, the definition of a star- starship captain is somebody there to lead the morale of the team and to be that diplomatic voice and nobody did it better than Jean-Luc Picard in the diplomacy department. I mean, try right. again. I'll now, now, now Kirk, Kirk got more pootie tang than Picard ever did. Kirk, Kirk led the way for other heroes like Indiana Jones. Same character. Mm. <laughs> Malcolm Reynolds. He just wants to be Kirk. John Crichton wants to be Kirk. <sighs> Picard wants to be Kirk, but can't. 
Picard doesn't want to be Kirk. Picard wants to be his own man. Look, I saw him in Insurrection. He wanted he, to be Kirk. He respects where Kirk came from. And needed his help because he was a bitch. Couldn't take care of a decrepit old man by himself. Yeah, but the bitch died on a bridge. <laughs> That's all to, I'm going to say. He was supposed to be shot in the back. I love this. I story. know. I know. I, I like that, that alternate scene better. Shot in the but back. They thought, they thought it was cowardly. I get it. Yeah. No, but... no, because the audience was pissed. They're like, oh, yep. I don't like him. We get shot in the back. No, nobody wanted to see Kirk die. <laughs> yeah, so they'll kill him in a bridge. But he comes back but... as a Borg. Yes, he, he does. He dies where he always was, a bridge. Oh. oh! I see what you did there. Nope, yeah. I always, I'll always, i always go with, with, with Picard. Alright, well, the way I'm doing this one is uh, Picard won that. So the, peop- <laughs> the people... The people... <laughs> you, so you, Picard... you say win, I say... Picard gets three points. <laughs> you motherfuckers, all of you. <laughs> um, no, I'm going to say that since, since LB and Eric uh, went for Picard, they both get two points. Bill gets one for Kirk. <laughs> Fuck you guys. <laughs> and the last topic I've got, what's the bet in honor of Leonard Nimoy, what is the best Spock moment in any movie or TV episode? Oh, that's easy. LB, let's start with you. No, Eric says easy. Go with him. <laughs> Go with yeah? Him. Okay, okay. You think. Uh, Eric, what you got? I am and always have been. Your friend. Your friend. Drop the mic. <laughs> I'm not touching the mic. That's that's about what I had to. Yeah. Yeah. That, that whole. Okay, so how about, since I don't know what that moment is, both of you explain it to me. It's at the end of uh, Star Trek Wrath of Khan. When he's dying. When he's dying. Uh, basically, something happens to the ship's reactor. Uh, refresh me, Bill. Uh, I don't remember exactly what happens, but the basically the ship reactor is going nuclear. And right, and the chamber gets flooded with radiation. And he goes in there and stops it. It's basically the same scene that happens at Into Darkness, except instead of Kirk, it's Spock. It's Spock, and he actually dies. And straight up dead. Straight up dead. And there's this moment where they're, they have their hands on the glass, and, and they're both... And this is after Khan has been defeated. Yes. Like, Kirk's done. He's like, all right, everything's okay. And everyone's like, get down to the engine room. Yep. Shit went wrong. And he went, what? And he goes there, and this happens. Yep. And, and, and Spock's dying. And that moment where he says, I am and always have been. I think I'm butchering the line. Hold on. Let me find out what it is because I know I'm butchering it. Star Trek 2. I'm sorry. Typing, typing, typing. <laughs> Let me let me use my mechanical keyboard to make. Oh, it yes, it sounds like a typewriter for there. That's because I'm going off my webcam on my laptop. Always shall be. Friend. Yeah, I have been and always shall be your friend. Yes, thank you. That's that's my moment right there. Yep. It, it's, All right, it's great. It's mine that's too. Fair. I'll I'm take not, that. I'm not touching. Be, what do you think? Uh, it's certainly not when he mind melds with a humpback whale. No, it's 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 when when he he turns to to Kirk in the new movie and goes, "Not really." <laughs> or, or when he makes out with Uhura, that's his best moment. <laughs> oh man, I don't want to talk about it. No, um, Spock's greatest moment, Spock. <sighs> Can you name just one 
Yes, we did. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I just think you guys went the easy route. Easy route. It, it was a great nah, line and story. Easy route. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> let's, let's hear it. Let's hear it, buddy. All right. What do you got? Hmm. That, that's right. You don't. <laughs> yep. I don't. That's. I'm gonna lose this one. I can't think of a better moment than that. That's good. I'm yep. out. All right. Well, because it's all for Leonard Nimoy, I just give three points to all of you and call it good. It's the same moment. So sweet. Yeah, buddy. Okay, I just did the math. And each of you got 14 points. We yeah. all won! <laughs> Yay! Everybody we 15, wins. We also get 15 minutes wins. of the hollow deck alone. Oh, baby. <laughs> Without Moriarty. <laughs> <laughs> now, if you want, we can top this off with one last talk about... I thought about putting this on, then I thought maybe it might be hard. Um, is kind of... Uh, uh, talking about compare contrast the old ser- like the old series versus the JJ Abrams one. We already kind of touched on it, but eh. it's up to you if you want to. Well, I think we we talked about it a little bit. You the the whole message behind Star Trek was hope for humanity for the future. Um in that they 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 solved war on Earth. They eradicated disease on Earth. They got rid of hunger on Earth. They got rid of money troubles on Earth. It was Gene Roddenberry's vision for a utopian explorer, you know, that that original that original essence of the human spirit to explore. I mean they go pick fights with Puerto Ricans in space known as Klingons. There you go. And I think and I agree, even though I do love the JJ Abrams films, they're not they they were not that. They didn't touch on the human condition, which is what Star Trek, Star Trek's next gen did. Not so much Voyager, but DS9, definitely the human condition. Yeah. What he said. I'm not going to touch that. I mean, just, what the fuck do you know? I don't know. I don't know. But, but, but the, the, the new J.J. Abrams does have Benedict Cumberstrange. Benedict Cumbersnatch? Yeah. Cumber- the thing I liked about the new, the new movies was they introduced an audience who kind of always looked down their noses at Trek. To a version of Trek. Exactly. I think I think that was the when I realized what they were doing in the first one. I turned to LB and went, you can't hate this because this is an alternative universe. That, yep. means, that means your precious storyline isn't hurt. <laughs> yep, exactly. This is, this is an alternative universe. Ha-ha. Ha-ha. Let's all put on beards. Yes. <laughs> you know, the the one thing that a lot, a lot of people give harp to Into Darkness is, oh, they try to do Wrath of Khan. I always thought Into Darkness was Space Seed, personally. Is that just me? Yeah. It's, it's more of their first meeting and how they think they can trust him, and he still betrays them. No, it's, it's Space Seed. It's not Wrath of Khan yet. Nope. When he shows up again, then it's Wrath of Khan. Yes. Oh, hey, Jonesy. I mean, it's kind of... Both wrapped up in one. Kind of, but I don't feel like, other than the, the, the ending where Kirk dies, spoilers, comes back to life, 
because of Tribbles. Um, Tribbles. It, it, other than that, it pretty much was Space Seed, except instead of taking over the Enterprise, he takes over his other ship. What do you fucking do? Yep. So. Wait, wait, remind me, because I've only seen it once. Was it really because of Tribbles? No, yes. they they test they test Tom's blood on Tribbles. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Okay. When, when, when Judge McCoy goes, I'm I'm not I'm a doctor. I'm a judge. I am the law. And then and then Robocop's there, and he goes, "Dead or alive, you're coming with me." Oh God, stop! Well, this 50 minute segment's done. We're you know done. <laughs> I've I feel personally like I've taken a master class, so. I feel better. Why are we hey, te- Birch. Birch, what's your favorite thing you think you know about Star Trek? <laughs> <laughs> that you should oh, this would be hilarious if I actually answered that. Um, <laughs> that you should go watch Galaxy Quest. <laughs> uh, Klingons are in it somewhere, and they're not, they're not like, underwear. <laughs> they're, they're actually, like, aliens. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, ladies and, and gentlemen, that, we have been over a couple up. of drinks. Thank you so much, Eric Roman. We You're very be, welcome, Bill. We will be back next week with hopefully an episode of Shots. We didn't get it in last week because of life, but it's cool. And then the following week, we will have uh, our good friend Eric Sprott on to talk about books and fairy tales and life. It's going to get deep, and we're going to get drunk. Oof. Thank you for joining us for over a couple of drinks. We'll see you next time. See ya. Bye. Yeah. And now this is... That is just great. That's a, that's a hell of a great. Because you want to do that. My bad.